how big are you into wrestling? I I used to be pretty big. I mean, I know I've told stories about being into the minor circuit. I like pretending that I'm still kind of part of it. Um, but it's not, it's not super important. I'm now more of like a passive casual fan of it. How big are you into WWE, uh, video games? I never, uh, really had the, the interest in them. I always thought that it was more of like a broken fighting game because there is no end until you tap the other person. I remember my first time trying to play these fucking games and I played it like a regular fighting game and I'm just like, I threw you at the ring. That's a ring out. Come on. No. And this is before I watched wrestling because remember wrestling was the devil. So I had to go over my friend's house and fucking experience that shit. So, uh, limited. We'll just say the best wrestling game is the, what is the one that actually had a fight stick that came out with it or a fight pad? Uh, WWE video games. Let me look it up. I don't get... Oh, uh, WWE All-Stars. Okay. It came out in 2011. WWE All-Stars is dope as shit. <laughs> okay. It does it have it's like super... all the legends and shit like that? Or is that a Oh, yeah. Game? It's got like Andre the Giant and okay. like Undertaker, Hogan before he was a racist, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, Randy Orton. Is that I a mean, different skin? Get... Is 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 Ku Klux Klan Hogan no. different from like? I think you might you you get OG Hogan, and I think you might get like NWO Hogan, which okay. is like during like the Attitude Era and all that stuff. Like you right, got like right, Dusty right. Rhodes, Andre the Giant, like Big Show, Bret Hart's in it, Chris Jericho, you know the good wrestlers. Okay, but uh, that game's Jake the Snake Roberts. I forgot he was in there too. <laughs> I met Jake. The, I think I met Jake. The, maybe I didn't. Maybe not him. Don't listen to me. I didn't meet that one. No, that one came out. It's got Roddy Roddy Piper in it, which rest in peace. Yep. He's awesome. Uh, But no, yeah. uh, Unlike WWE All-Stars, which we should look into that. What was it? Hold on. Let me pull that back up. I need to see what platforms it was on. I know it was on 360. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was on 360, PS3, and the Wii. (laughs) We should play the Wii version. No, <laughs> we shouldn't. Uh, the problem is, I don't know how the hell we would play. I think I don't know if the online for the PS3 or the Xbox 3. I don't even know if the game had a multiplayer online. It might have been local only. But uh, no, that game's great. But unlike that game, uh, the WWE 2K uh, series are always shit tier garbage. Yeah, I was reading up on it earlier when you sent me the article. And fuck, dude, like, I don't think it ever broke past 72 as far as Metacritic scores. It was, it's been consistently in like the 60s. And I know a lot of people give 2K20 shit, but I think it was like 2K18 or 2K17 that was nearly as bad. Probably not on the same level, but it was still pretty shit. Well, the news story that we have is WWE 2K21. Well, it's not even a news story, but whatever. It's canceled, but the franchise isn't dead. So the WWE has officially confirmed that the next WWE 2K game is canceled. WWE 2K21 will not be released, management said on earning, on an earnings call. The news comes following potentially delayed workflows due to the ongoing pandemic and a particularly poor showing from the previous WWE game. 
Last year's game, WWE 2K20, was poorly received. GameSpot's review scored it at a 2 out of 10. And we noted in our review that the game's torrent of frequent and disruptive bugs and glitches negatively affected the entire experience. I think I saw a glitch where they had John Cena. He was up against a turnbuckle. And they tried to, like, throw him into the rope and do a clothesline. But what ended up happening is, like, half his body stretched to the other side and got caught in the rope. And so they couldn't do the, the... the fucking clothesline. I think he tried running into the stretch body and got thrown into the other turnbuckle. And then John Cena won. Like, it was it, it was weird. Stupid. Some of these, you should just Google, and audio listeners can do this too, just Google WWE 2K20 GIFs. Yeah. And uh, you'll be good. You'll be on uh, some goofy-ass shit. Like this one right here. Like, someone's walk cycles, like, you can't see it, but someone's walk cycles just fucking broke. So I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand how it is 2020, and even when that game came out, 2019, and we still have shit WWE games that people are buying. People are still buying these games. Like they are diehard fans of these games. Well, they treat the series like it's a sports game. So every single year they come out with, you know, 2K, Madden, NBA. That's that's 2K. Uh, MLB the show and there's not really a lot of variance between the roster might change (laughs) right and there's an argument that's made and they make the same thing for wrestling games too that as far as yearly um, installments are concerned they really should just stick to DLC and modifying the roster or you know come out with balancing patches and shit like that but the problem is that that won't make them money no this Uh, is cash grab that's what these are it's all cash grab bullshit Um, that's, it's the reason why sports games, um, you don't really see too often an outstanding sports game. Like we're talking nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 sports games. I think that the last sports game that was ever in that regard, from my knowledge, was actually made by Visual Concepts, the developer for uh 2k20 wwe 2k20 and they did um the football and basketball games for the dreamcast and 2k1 like people fucking love that game like fucking hardcore i play it every now and then it's a really good i mean i think we played it on marathon too i don't think that we played the 2k games i think that we did virtual tennis we played Um, a football game because Powell and somebody else played it. It might have been Brett that played it. Because they played the basketball game and they played a football game. I remember the basketball game. No, because um, they did a 2v2. It was Scotty and Powell, I think, against... Uh, no, it was uh, it was Powell and Graham against like Scotty and Brett or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it was some kind of I remember that game. for the basketball game. I'm not sure about the football game. I don't and, I don't, and I think that was NBA Jam. But, like, not the point. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently my chair was not locked. (laughs) Anyway. Jesus Christ. Yearly installments Uh, uh, made a lot more sense when we didn't have online DLC. Yeah, back when it was just like, I bought this game, 
That's all I got. Like, don't get me wrong. It's still bullshit. But yeah. the idea of, you know, having to I mean, buy. We went things. over it with, two, uh, what was it, NBA 2K20 last or last year? Like, all the controversy and shit that was around that. But uh, that's not the full news story. The other part of the news story is uh, that there will be an announcement for the WWE franchise, video game-wise, on Monday. So the announcement will have had come out yesterday as of this podcast. <laughs> um, I am curious to see what they're coming out with. I think that the best course of action outside of doing DLC for roster changes is that if they are planning on doing some sort of yearly project like this, <coughs> pardon me, um, is that they would go the Def Jam Vendetta route. Um, come out with like this over-the-top story mode, and they might do that. Uh, I haven't seen it in any of the wrestling games that I have seen others play, but just come up with like some stupid fucking storyline and just embellish it. I mean, I they're pay, fucking wrestling characters. You could fucking do that. I would pay... Def Jam isn't really, but... I see where you're coming from, though. Mm -hmm. But I would pay large amounts of money for a new Def Jam game. <laughs> Def Jam Fight for New York. Def Jam Vendetta was good, but Jeff, Def Jam Fight for New York is, like, top-tier brawling. Snoop Dogg is the bad guy. <laughs> But He's Death the Jam best. Icons. I have to play Icons. I heard that game is terrible. Yeah, there was... A, so I remember two games we could never keep in stock at the video game store I worked at. Because uh, it was the PS2 era. And one was Midnight Club. We could never keep that in stock. The minute it came in, like what? especially used copies, like the Midnight Club racing games, gone off the shelves. Someone would trade it in the next hour. It would be gone. Okay. Yeah. And the Def Jam games. We could not keep the Def Jam games. I could in. see the Def Jam games. Um, I didn't know that the the Midnight Club games were that big. The one on PlayStation 2 was huge. Like, I couldn't keep it in stock. Like, at least in my area. Mm -hmm. So, I could, we couldn't keep that in stock. On the other hand, we had, like, fighting games and stuff where no one was touching them and all that shit. So, yeah. Fucking I lived on the out outside of memphis all right so mm -hmm. i didn't actually live in memphis but oh yeah i remember watching or sitting there seeing marvel's capcom 2 on xbox sit on the shelf granted it had a 90 dollar price tag even back then back then it had a 90 dollar price tag because the xbox version was like apparently like short one print. of the rarer versions short print. yeah and so was it like playstation 2 we never got it in but it was <laughs> Not as expensive, but it was up there. I always remember the MVC2 PS2 version going for about 50, 60 bucks. It was always on par with newer games. And yeah. I was an idiot because I never picked it up because I always had friends that played it. But, I mean. Yeah. We had a guy come in one day and his disc was scratched to fucking hell. But they still and... charge 60 bucks for it? No, no, no. He brought it in to get it cleaned. And, uh... There was nothing I could do because uh, that that game is also a blue disc. Oh, so yeah, so blue and black discs are not. You can't get away with cleaning them as easy as you can with like regular CD-ROM discs. Because mm -hmm. uh, the minute they get scratches, even when you try to clean them, like they'll still just be fucked for the rest. Like a lot of PlayStation One games, especially like the greatest hits, would be the black uh, discs on the underside. Yep, 
I know Legend of Dragoon for sure is, and I think Final Fantasy VII was as well. And most of the time, those wouldn't buff out that easily. Yeah. They would scratch even with the softest sponge on the buffer. That's why so. video game preservation is so important. Make mm. ISOs. Fuck the system. Fuck the system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that was our icebreaker. We were kind of struggling to find an icebreaker this week, but I saw that. And I was like, sure, we'll talk about that. I haven't played a wrestling game since WWE All-Stars because I played the best, so I don't give a shit. So I got a question because it was brought up. Uh, Brock Lesnar was on the cover and you were just immediately <sighs> fuck Brock Lesnar. Shit tier in the rest. He might be fine. I've never watched his MMA stuff. He could be he's probably phenomenal in MMA, which is fine. That's where he needs to stay. Is he needs to stay in MMA with his fucking Jimmy John pants, which I don't know if he has the Jimmy John <laughs> shorts anymore. I think that at one point Jimmy John's might have actually dropped him at uh, dropped as one of his sponsors. But I remember back in the day, I don't remember. I was watching one of the WrestleManias. I watched the WrestleMania where Undertaker got his first loss ever at a WrestleMania, and they yeah. decided it was Brock Lesnar gonna be the one to do it. That's a little bit surprising, but Brock Lesnar's supposed to be a heel. So it's like, yes, so he's doing his job by me saying I fucking hate him, <laughs> but his tattoo is fucking stupid as shit. It's a sword, a quote unquote sword. It's not on a his sword. Chest. It's not a no, sword. I, that, it's a well, knife. I mean, I got to We'll just pull it up. Yeah, it's a knife, but it's too long to be a knife. Like it's the length of a sword, but it has fucking, uh, Brass on knuckles there. on it as well. Hold on there, Corey. That's a that's an actual weapon, one. Two, I think that the size of the knuckles comparatively to the length of the blade is concurrent to what those weapons look like. I don't need you to break down Brock Lesnar's <laughs> tattoo <laughs> schematics and practi- pra- practicality for me. It's stupid. And he's stupid. It is pretty dumb, but... He had a really good run in the UFC. When I was a Marine, that's when he actually retired oh, yeah. and went back to WWE. I'm like, fucking why? Like, you actually have respect here. Now everyone knows you're just going back to go do, like, fake I mean, fantasy bullshit. Just, I mean, that's what happened with Ronda Rousey, too. She left uh, MMA and went to WWE. Yeah, but here here's a difference. Like, Brock Lesnar is, I think he was a two-time heavyweight champion. Within the space of UFC. Absolute fucking monster. Ronda Rousey lived off of hype. And then extinguished. Let's also bring into the fact that wrestling is all acting. Yes. You have to be a very good actor. And I don't believe either of these two MMA fighters are good actors and actresses. (laughs) I won't comment on that one because I've never seen... Uh, Brock Lesnar act. Um, I just know that he's a hell of a fucking athlete. He's an all. That's all. Wrestler. That's all it is. He. So the thing is, his manager. I can't remember what his manager's name is, but it's the big, fat, bald guy that's always like going nuts and all that. He's the one. It's like Brock Lesnar is the body, and then he's the actor, and he's the mouth. Yes. Okay. Because Brock Lesnar just stands there. That's all he does. <coughs> And then he's the uh, he's the one shit talking the entire time and making the crazy faces and all that other stuff. I don't know. A lot of people give John Cena shit, but I like that. Apparently, I didn't watch it recently, but there was a fight between John Cena and 
Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's fucking amazing. Because he, he is... The only say a reason I say he's amazing, I don't watch his fights and everything, but the persona he has created, which is this, like, fucking, like, Louisiana backwoods, like, Bayou. voodoo magical master, basically trying to take up the mantle of The Undertaker, which a lot of people have been talking about, like... Because The Undertaker's gonna retire one day. It's just how... That's how age happens. And a lot of people are like, Bray Wyatt wouldn't be a bad successor at all. I thought that The Undertaker technically did retire. I mean, he could always come back. But, like, if he does the official retire, you still need that crazy... That crazy supernatural persona in the WWE. Right. And Bray Wyatt could... He could be that one. Okay. Whenever I think of John Cena, I'm always reminded of two things. I mean, one, yeah, his modern uh, persona is, like, standard. It's what you expect now. Um, But I remember back in the mid to late 2000s when he was still running that hip-hop white boy rapper bullshit. Yeah, his intro was a rap song that he was singing in. Yeah, it's stupid. And then he played in the Marine. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, remember shitty fucking WWE sponsored movies? Yeah. Like, do they still They made do multiples that? of the... I know there was a time where, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg... He had a movie. Goldberg had a movie. The Rock had a movie. The Rock's um, still, like, The Rock's better as an he actor does, than he, doesn't he is count. as a WWE. He doesn't count. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, like, shitty WWE movies. Like, I saw the one with Goldberg, I saw the one with Stone Cold when he was, like, on this fucking Battle Royale island and everyone's watching him. Oh, that's The Condemned. There you go. I I guess. Um, Yeah, it's it's a shitty retelling of Battle Royale. (laughs) Okay. Um, That movie was fucking shit. Although, I love watching Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold's been in multiple movies, though. I don't think I've ever seen him play a persona that wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, that was the also that was the pinnacle of like wrestling was that era, because he was the everyday man. That I would was say saying, one of the two, one of the two pinnacles. I I love the Raw SmackDown rivalry era. Like that's what I quote unquote grew some up. Some of on. the some of the times where he would come out and beat the shit out of Vince McMahon <laughs> are just fucking great. I and still shotgun and beers on stage. Yep. Like I was thirteen seeing somebody do that. I still oh, yeah, he's in tons of movies. Play every now and then the the segment where he is beating the shit out of Booker T through a supermarket. Yeah, still that one's great. The funniest fucking shit. And then that one battle royale where everyone is like taking a clothesline or cheer to the fucking face. Like Stone Cold gets knocked out first, and then they got like 13, 14 different guys going in, and it's just one big hit after another. Oh, the battle like, royales are the best. Yeah, it's stupid. And then fucking stone cold comes in with a fucking chair and i think he knocks out the big show and the big show is funny because i saw one of the i think it was that uh that wrestlemania was there was a battle royale and there was like two people that lift this was before kofi uh was part of new day okay and uh i don't think kofi was doing one but two or three other people because the whole thing with big show is just he's big and you can't get him out of the ring and they just lifted him over the ropes and just (laughs) pushed him over you got the one guy i don't know his name but he does the hercules swing or the hercules uh throw on people that's his move 
okay. can't remember what his name is, but he picks him up by the legs and swings him around and then throws him. I don't remember yeah. who that is. Uh, he he was fairly newer. I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched wrestling in a very long time. But no, I, yeah. But anyway, if you take anything out of this, you should play the WWE All Stars game because that game's great. I don't know if I have a copy of it anymore. Oh, when you said Booker T, I, my favorite—that's what I was gonna say. You should watch. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing YouTube stuff, but I was back, backing him on Patreon. I think I still am. But uh, Botchamania. Have you ever heard of Botchamania? No. Botchamania is this guy. His name is Matthew. I don't know what his actual name is, but uh, he puts together the clips of all of the botched wrestling situations, where there's parts where you can like. Sometimes the microphone will pick up like the two wrestlers talking to each other during the moves yeah. and be like, all right, all right, get ready to do this. All right, here we go. And they'll do that or just like moves that fucked up and all that other stuff. And like some of the great ones, are just, you brought up Booker T and Booker T was doing a promo with somebody and he just drops the M-bomb and then right <laughs> afterwards he goes, shit. Because <laughs> it was live. So <laughs> Booker T's an announcer now, I think. It's good to see some of them still in the industry, man. One of the funniest things from, and I, I haven't brought him up in a while, but one of the funniest things from uh, The Best Friends is uh, they're at, it's actually during their, I think it's during their Anarchy Reigns uh, showdown fight or whatever. It might be another one of those, but I can't remember if it was Pat or Wooly. No, it was Wooly. Uh, someone said Jr. Jr. If you don't know who he is, he was a wrestler, wrestling announcer. I think he's passed away since then, but he was great. He was always over the top, and he was like, "Oh my god!" and all this other stuff. And uh, I think Pat had said something like, "Yeah, that's why J like ever since Jr. had a stroke." And Wooly goes, "He had a stroke," and he goes, "Dude, why do you think he only talked out of one side of his mouth?" And he goes, "I don't know. I just thought he was Texan." <laughs> <laughs> that shit's still funny to this day. Like that is so good. But oh, God. Now, re- wrestling is something I need to get back into. I know a lot of the Megavisions crew are part of it, but there's also just a lot of bad. Oh, that's the thing. If you never watched it, uh, the guy, which I think he's got some controversy around him now. But back when I watched the, this video, I loved it. Uh, it's uh, Max Landis. He okay. did a video. Uh, wrestling is not wrestling. And it's on YouTube. And he, it's like a 30 minute breakdown of when wrestling is like wrestling is usually shit but when it's good it's fucking amazing yeah and he basically does the breakdown of the rise and at the time the current situation of triple h how he started off as like hunter hems or whatever his name was like he started off as like this shitty wrestler and he had to join Shawn michaels and all this other stuff and uh but no it is super super funny like it's really really good like I said, Max Landis, I think, has had some controversy in, like, the last two years or something like that. So, I don't know. But the video itself holds up great. It's super, super good. So, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Hold on. Wrestling isn't wrestling. Yeah. And what's great is he doesn't have the actual wrestlers in it. So, they're actually, like, I guess it's, like, these people he just knows that it's a lot of them are, like, chicks. So, like, John Cena's, like, a blonde chick that's just, like, I don't know. It's it's really, really funny. A lot of the acting, like, the girl that plays Triple H and Shawn Michaels are fucking great. Like, and at one point they have China, but he's played by, China's played by a guy. So they reverse the roles of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's real good, so. Right on. That's all I got on that. 
I had something and I lost it. Maybe I'll remember it later. But uh, oh yeah, Sounds I was going to say right. like one of the, one of the big things is that the uh, I forget the name of the company. I think it's called UK. Um, like they're going on to make their own wrestling game. I'm curious to know if they're going to do the Japanese circuit. It's not Pride. Pride is their UFC circuit. Um, which by the way, some of the greatest fucking fights I've ever seen. Like uh, Don Fry versus uh, I forget what the name of the their champion at the time, but they have an insane fucking slugfest where they literally both grab the other dude's shoulder or the back of the neck and they just punch each other repeatedly for like 30, yeah. 40 seconds. And you're just like, what the yeah. fuck? All all wrestling that isn't the WWE or like American wrestling is phenomenal. Yeah. Like the, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the Netflix series where it was like half Mexican drama, half actual re- Lucha Underground? I've never heard of that. Oh, you should watch that. That's got a bunch of seasons. It's basically, like I said, it's a show where it's wrestling, but it's like half of it is a Mexican drama. Okay. And then the other half is actual wrestling matches. That's awesome. I need and to check And it's all intertwined together. Like, I, I haven't watched it in a while. I still watch like Luchador Wrestling. Like there's one time I was doing a stream on Mega Visions and I just fucking was like, yep, and we're going to go to Lucha Mania. Yeah. It's called Lucha Underground. You should watch it. I'll check it out. But I mean, yeah, the Japanese circuit, that's where you got like, <coughs> Kenny Omega and all that shit too. Yep. So I would love I'd play a game like that. Like they need to do something. They need to do something to shake up the the uh, not the fa- I guess the foundation like because the WWE the 2K games are garbage, they're shit. Yeah, even the covers are shit. I mean, it's no different from any other sports game, and that's the unfortunate. No, no they're, they're all, all shit like too. So. <laughs> they all treat it like a sports game. So, all right, I guess we need to go into weeks, right? Let's hit weeks. Well, speaking of slugfest, I've gotten fucking back into Hajime no Ippo. I watched a few clips that you recommended, yes. I sat down for an hour and a half and just watched the Takamura and uh, uh, Brian... What was his name? I forgot what it is, but... So, Ippo's not even the fucking main character of the show. (laughs) No? It's Takamura that's the best. Are you talking about the the new series or like the Just the series in general. Like, of course, it focuses around Ippo. And, like, it focuses around his rise through. But the thing is, it doesn't just focus on Epo. It focuses on his entire team. Okay. It focuses on Epo. It focuses on Aoki, uh, which is another wrestler. Oh, not, I'm not wrestler. Another boxer. I forgot the other guy's name. They have a rookie guy. And then they have Takamura, which is, like, Takamura's goal is to be get the belt in every division. And I haven't been reading the manga, but where the anime left off, he was already, like, three out of the five. He does, like, specific, uh, like, weight class training to where he can get into the specific weight classes and all that so, shit. So, hold on. When we when we say divisions, are we talking about... So, like, in actual boxing, you have the WBO, the IBF. I'm probably getting some of the acronyms wrong. But there are actual boxing organizations that have their own belt. And there, no, there no, no, are no. people that have gotten... All the belts in their weight class, like Floyd Mayweather has hold, held all of them before. He goes into the he's I don't think it's that I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure he's going into the different weight classes. That's insanity. 
Takamura also fucking boxed a bear and won. <laughs> <laughs> so think of Kuwabara and his posse. Okay. But fucking cool as shit. Okay. Yeah, if you've never... So, Hachibe no Ippo, there's, like, a hundred episodes of the old anime. And then there's, like, a time skip, which it wasn't a time skip. They just didn't make an anime for a long time until, I think, like, 2013 is when that most recent anime, which is, like, the newer animation style. But that Sendo and Ippo fight, that's the end of the old anime. Because that's when Ippo becomes champion of his division. Okay. And Sendo is a cocky bastard, but he his name is the Naniwa Tiger. What does Naniwa mean? I think it's a part of Japan. Okay. It's it's amazing. Takamura has the fucking pompadour, of course. Yep. And it's great. Uh, but I was watching that fight last night, and uh, it was so good. Because there are parts where, of course, it's goofy as shit. It's macho-like anime. There's, like, a love interest, but no one gives a shit. Like, it's all about the fucking fights. It's all about the boxing. And from what I've heard, the anime or the manga is, like, way fucking ahead of its time. And, like, it's super fucking far down there where, like, Ippo is, like, created. Like, he has a new persona and all this other shit. It's the only anime I've ever seen where they use actual jet engine sounds for an the main character's main move. Whenever he goes into the Dempsey role mm-hmm. and you see, like, him go into the leg stance... It's actual jet engine sounds. Yeah. Okay. I thought, like, when it comes to sports animes, I have not watched many at all. The only other one that I've seen that's kind of got me hyped up is I've seen clips of, like, this volleyball anime, which sounds really stupid, but the way that they animate that shit is great. It's so good. I'm a sucker for good animation. I don't think I've watched uh, a sports anime outside of Hajime no Ippo, the little bit I've seen of it. And I don't know if I would really count Baki, like old school Baki, when they were actually like fighting in the ring and shit like that. Uh, and there wasn't Kinda. a whole lot of that that I used to watch either. That might have been the movie that I caught. But Ippo uh, is top tier. Ippo is like the top tier for me. There was another series I actually wanted to see, and I read a little bit of the manga called Ice Shield 21. And it's about football, but it's... Japanese kids trying to play American football and there's just like no one fucking plays this sport and then there's this one kid that's like super enthusiastic it was like no we need to play football <laughs> American <laughs> football right uh, oh, that that was actually pretty entertaining uh Ippo though yeah Ippo is like fucking top tier I wish they would come out with more I need to read the manga but I'm gonna go back and I never watched all of the old uh, uh the old anime mm-hmm I think I got like maybe 30 episodes in, but it's super good. I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm getting back more into anime because I need to get, I never finished uh, Jojo part, Jojo part five. I'm so far behind on uh, My Hero Academia. I'm ahead in the manga though. So like, I know what's going on. I think the anime might actually be getting caught up to where the manga, where I left the manga off. Mm -hmm. So I need to get caught up on all that. My biggest fear is it's going to end up going the Full Metal Alchemist route, where the anime gets too far ahead of the manga, and then we're going to have to have My Hero Academia Brotherhood come out later to make it better. (laughs) So, 
I don't know. My Hero's great. It's super good. Uh, what are some other animes? Oh, uh, another... The Megalo box is really good, too, but I wouldn't put it on the same level as Epo though. I watched the first two episodes of Megalo box and I I liked what I saw. I don't it's know boxing why. with Spike Spiegel. <laughs> yeah, like I don't I don't know why I didn't keep up with it. Uh, that was really I finished good. it all. I finished it all when it was airing on Crunchyroll. I think it's actually on Toonami now. That's cool. Toonami's getting a lot of anime a lot quicker now. So good. Uh, I will not delve into One Piece. I can't do it. I don't have enough time. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people talk shit about it, and there's a lot of people that will defend it. Uh, die on a hill fucking for that but i have there's seen, a lot man it's like 900 something chapters i have seen some fucking episodes of one piece and that shit looks hype as fuck oh yeah like i got a lot of friends that are die hard real hype and i just i just can't do it i can't i i already went through all of bleach in all of naruto uh I, I i would probably say one piece is much better than bleach uh, I don't know enough about Naruto. Kind of went downhill towards the end for me, so maybe One Piece would be that thing. But and a lot of people have said too, like you can watch like movies to get over, like get through arcs real quick. Like instead of watching like you know a hundred or fifty episodes of an arc, you can watch this movie that'll cut it all down for you real quick and all that. That's good. But I mean, if you're gonna do it, don't be a pussy about it. Like <laughs> watch all of it. No, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna be a pussy about it. I'm gonna watch the movies. <laughs> But knowing me, I'm not going to watch it because I very – I can't – I don't absorb anime. First off, I don't absorb anime. Um, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to read the manga because it's, I go through content quicker when I read it. Um, secondly, I just don't read manga anymore. There's not really a whole lot of stuff that really interests me. And the stuff that I have that I read. a moderate interest in is already so far ahead. I think the last manga that I read from beginning to end at the time and just fell off of it again was One Punch Man. One Punch Man, yeah. I mean, it's it's dope as shit. I tried the reading, manga's still going. Yeah. Uh, I tried reading My Hero Academia, but then my wife started watching it, and then I just absorbed all the information via osmosis through her. You know what I mean? Well, the thing with anime is it's something that has to grab me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's happened, like, with Gurren Lagann, it, I watched a fight, and I was like, holy shit, I want to check this out. And I started watching it, like, way later than everybody else did. Uh, Kill a Kill I watched when it came, first came out. And it was, there's lots of fan service in that, but it it holds up in the end. It's so good. Like, Kill a Kill is really good. It's not better than Gurren Lagann. Like, Gurren Lagann is, like, top tier. Yeah. But Kill a Kill is a close second. Uh, it's same with My Hero. I watched the uh, Todoroki and uh, Deku fight, and I was like, "What that's the a good fuck fight. is this anime?" Yeah, that's a good fight. Yeah, that's a super good fight. And then I got hooked with that. It's it's uh, Epo too. Like I think it was the Sendo versus Epo fight, and I was just like watching this now. Like this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So, but my biggest problem is I'll go back and I'm like, I need to watch new anime, but then I just end up going back and watching the older shit that you've already, the, the same shit over and over again, like Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo and all that shit. Some people say, and there's been studies of it on it, and it's not necessarily with anime, but it's like with content that's consumed. And they really focused on music with this. They say that once you hit like a certain age and for most people, the age is 30, you don't 
it's really difficult for people to go out and look for new music. It's hard for people to go out and look for, you know, new shows and shit like that. Right. Movies are a little bit different. I mean, people will go out and maybe see a few clips and go see a movie. But when we're talking about like short form, short form media, where it's like you watch something and you get that hit, hit of dopamine, they don't go looking for newer content. They always rely on the same older stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, though, a lot of those are still real good and they still hold up. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, I need to look up. I buy. I usually buy the hardback covers of JoJo, and I also buy My Hero Academia mangas, and I need to catch up and see where I'm at right now, because I think new ones might have come out already. Because I've got 22 volumes of My Hero Academia, and I have every volume of the hardbacks of... Because the hardbacks are beautiful, because I think they're in full color, too. The entire thing? I don't know. I have to double check. I don't want to go get one right now because I'm being lazy. Okay. But there are some colored pages in there. But I am I am into the third volume of part four. And I think the fourth volume might be out right now. Okay. So they're, get, they're getting caught up. That's, that's one of the reasons why I need a sturdy bookcase in my office because I have a shit ton of hardbacks that need to go on them. Them some heavy fucking books. They are. And they're like thirteen dollars each, so I don't even want. But it's it's JoJo, like that's that's something to have. That like if they were just paperback, like my Hero Academia ones are paperback, and I'm like, eh. But I usually get them for like seven bucks, so that's dirt cheap on Amazon, right? And uh, but the hardbacks are like with Scott Pilgrim. I bought because I worked at Hastings, and I bought all the Scott Pilgrim paperbacks and read them because I loved them, and they're great. But then the full-colored hardbacks came out, and I went, yep, buying these, so I bought all those. So I have two volumes of Scott Pilgrim, which, by the way, if you've never read the manga and you've only watched the movie, movie's good. The manga slash comic book is really good. It's much better. It fleshes things out a little bit more. I think I started but, reading the graphic novel, um, but then yeah. our borders closed. I was working for Borders at the time, um, and they just closed unfortunately yeah so you can get um you especially at that what's that called what's that place you took me to tuesday oh uh second and charles tuesday morning second is the charles. store next to it that's what it was okay second and charles you could probably find them and i would look for the hardbacks because they're really funny or just read it online whatever right on uh other than that uh i've been playing a lot of animal crossing this week a lot of animal crossing uh me and my buddy uh She's my work buddy. I say my work buddy, but no, she's like my real, like real buddy. Like she's dope as shit. Uh, her name's Leva. I call her Leva. That's her last name, but her name's Stephanie. But uh, she joined our Discord server, and she was like, "Bro, if you guys need turnips, <laughs> I got this heist going on right now." Long story short, me and her made like five million bells in Animal Crossing. Combined or individual? Individual. And I'm broke. Because them house upgrades are fucking brutal. <laughs> the final house upgrade is two and a half million. That's insane. Did you already get it? I, well, because, you know, Tom Nook gets you on credit. So I have the upgrade, but I'm okay, still repaying. You have to pay him off. Got it. Because I was in, like, upgrade. Because the first upgrade is from a tent to a house. And then the next upgrade is like another room and then you can upgrade another room and then you upgrade another room and then you upgrade to an upstairs and then your final upgrade is a basement. And uh, I blew through that shit real quick. <laughs> so 
I'm gonna have to do another money heist soon. So after uh, you probably don't know this because you haven't gotten up to it, but after you build your house, what is there to do? Well, the whole point to quote unquote beat the game mm-hmm. is you're trying to get the the KK performer, the musician. Tom Nook wants him to do a concert on the island. So you're trying to get everything up to par to get like a five-star level island so he'll come out there. And then I think once you beat the game, then you get the ability to just completely edit your island how you want to. Like terrain and everything as well. That's cool. Like you literally have like a pickaxe and you can like pick away terrain or add terrain and all this other shit. Mm -hmm. So that's the main goal of the game, I believe. Have you uh have you seen the KK memes, the KK slider memes? Come Oh out yeah, of this? that's what it is, KK slider. Yep. Fucking I actually took one for a fucking background cuz this shit is dope as fuck. Let me see if I can find it. But what people have been doing is that they've been putting KK slider on like established albums. Yeah. So they got KK this KK slider, slider meteora. meteora. That is so fucking cool. Uh, I've seen him on, like, The Chronic by Dr. Dre. I've seen him on Curtain Call. I've seen him on fucking uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I'm appreciating the meme. It's it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. No, Animal Crossing has become a thing that I have to be careful now because all I, all I do is play it and I don't play anything else. Mm-hmm. So I have to start like rationing. A lot of it is like, especially right now, because you got to get. You're just trying to get money to pay off that loan, right? And I did a little bit of time track, like time jumping, but I'm like, that's eh, okay. I don't really. I'm not really for it. Some people don't give a shit, but you have to be careful if you buy turnips because if you time jump, your turnips will go bad. Oh, so yeah. So you have to be careful, but like I ended up buying like four thousand turnips and sold them for i bought four thousand turnips for like 90 90 a piece and then sold them for 532 a piece so <laughs> yeah so is there is are fucking Animal reddit crossing pages. like becoming this stock market simulator there's a reddit page where people go and update and be like <coughs> my bell my i'm su- my you know i'm selling bells today i'm able to or someone's uh T- timmy and tommy are buying them for like 400 today or like 500 i've seen it up into 650 range and all that other stuff and it's just random so they'll put out like it's called like a dodo code which is basically like you put the code in and you're able to go to that person's island if you're not a friend with them Mm -hmm. and you just show up and you sell your turnips and you make a bunch of money and most of the time people tip the person that's hosting it so i tipped the chick like seventy thousand bells when i went and did mine so so there's transaction fees I mean, it's a tip. You don't have to do it. Okay. Okay. This is the stock yeah, market. And it's doing better than our current one. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you should put more money into turnips than you do our oil. Yeah. Speaking of oil, I got, which is going to go into my next story. I went looking for, uh, so there's, uh, it's that time of the year where the previous arcade one-up cabinets, the older ones, are going on, like, clearance, because, surprise, they don't fucking sell. And uh, a lot of them are, like, getting marked down for, like, 50 bucks. So What? Yeah, so, like, the Final Fights, the Final Fights, the Street Fighters, 
the Galagas, the the Rampage. A lot of those have been marked down. The Star Wars one I've seen marked down to like seventy five dollars. Wow. Yeah, uh, but the problem is you can't fucking find them, and it's only at Walmart. So I drove Friday. I took a two-hour road trip, one, because I wanted to get out of the house. So And it's like all highway, and uh, I was going to hit a Sands Club, too, to get some supplies. Mm-hmm. And I went to a Walmart. I used a third-party website that was supposed to be a better inventory tracker than Walmart's inventory tracker, because Walmart's inventory tracker is fucking shit tier. Yeah, and uh, they said they had four of them, and I showed up, and they were out. So I was like, "All right, fuck you." So I said I didn't want one anymore. But yeah, I I might be tempted just to pick up the Street Fighter too if you can find it. The sale happened four started four days ago, and they're already selling out. Oh everywhere. yeah, they're probably gone. People are buying like you know their entire inventory. I mean, if there were four left, that's $200. People are going to yeah. try and flip these things because they're assholes. Mm-hmm. I legitimately wanted to buy one. I was going to buy two because I was going to buy one. I was going to mod it into a retro pie machine and see how it did. And then I was going to mod the second one and probably give it to my cut, like my nephews and my niece or something like that. Yeah. So that they could play games. But whatever. So, yeah, if you're lucky enough to see them, uh, I mean, shit. I was trying to find one that had two. Two per, two player layout, okay. Uh, because I think the Street Fighters and the Final Fights are the ones that have the best two player layouts that are on sale. The Rampage one is a weird three person layout and it looks terrible. There's no way that that cab is way too small. It's like they it's like two regular ones and then there's like one up in the corner where someone has to play on the side. Right. Where it looks real bad because it's not like the one with the 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. That one is like bigger than the normal ones. Mm-hmm. slightly so that you everybody can play but i'll tell you what this time next year if they put those on sale i'll be watching because i'll pick up a tmnt one for uh for 50 bucks yeah so that's what that that was fun because i got all the way there and my wife was like all right have fun and i got there and she goes did you get one i was like they were sold out she goes what <laughs> so but she got over it and then the last thing I really did this week was the Kickstarter for the film, or it's a documentary called In Search of Tomorrow came out. And uh, for people that don't know, it is a, I think it's VG or, I have to, let me double check it. I want to get the actual it's, uh, creators for it. They did the In Search of Darkness uh, right. documentary, which was the 80s horror documentary. Yep. And now they have come out with their sci-fi one, which is called In Search of Tomorrow. And it is by Creator VC Studios. Uh, it is uh, The Kickstarter is live right now. It's got, as the day of this recording, it's 22 days. But when the podcast comes out, it'd be like 20, 19 days left. But their pledge goal already was $40,000. They've already made like 150000 so it's not bad. It's a breakdown. It's I, I am assuming it's just like their horror documentary where they break down every year in the 80s where they start with the 80 and start end with an 89. And they have interviews with actors and directors and special effects artists and all that other stuff. Like in the horror one, they were directing like or in, interviewing like John Carpenter, the uh, Joe Dante, like a lot of directors and all that stuff. And just bringing up and talking about movies that I didn't even know existed. So I'm really excited to see this for the sci-fi one too. 
And a lot of my favorite horror movies are actually like horror sci-fi movies. So a lot of those are going to bleed into this documentary as well. So I backed it. Uh, I put a, I think I put 70 into it. I backed the one where I got a physical, because you can back it and get a physical version. And then you get, I think if you back everything but the bottom tier one, you get the amazing. Actually, I want to pull it up in the stream or in the uh, recording itself. Some of these posters are amazing. I'll send you the link real quick. A lot of these posters that you get with the tiers are phenomenal. Like, I, I wish I had more walls. Like, this one by uh, Graham Humphreys is just absolutely beautiful. It's got, like, Robocop in the center. You got, like, Snake Plissken. You got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. You got Terminator. Oh, I forgot Scanners. Yeah, Scanners is technically a sci-fi horror movie. All that stuff. So, I'm very excited because, like, the 80s was my era. I didn't live through it, but... I live through it through movies and music. So mm-hmm. this is going to be, if anyone, yeah, they're like, oh, but 60 bucks for a documentary. That seems to the into the in search of darkness documentary is four hours long. Yeah, no, I remember you telling me that this, this looks like it's, it's worth your money. Um, yeah. I think I did the flash Gordon uh, tier, which is like 75 bucks and you get a Blu-ray, factory press blu-ray of in search of tomorrow you get a digital copy of in search of tomorrow you get a digital copy of in search of darkness you get your name in the credits uh you get access to the discord you get the three movie posters and you get some stickers too that's awesome it is so for anyone that hasn't the luke skywalker tier i'm just oh god god damn six thousand dollars yeah you become a producer on it you become executive oh, producer. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Because a lot of produ- like a lot of being a producer is raising money for the movie. Yeah, and you're putting in a considerable chunk if you're putting six grand in. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So, but if you go and look, I don't think me and Scotty are in the Kickstarter. We didn't do the Kickstarter for In Search of Darkness. We got there too late. But we did get on like their website before, like they did like an extended thing that wasn't affiliated with Kickstarter, and we got in that. So I think our names are in the credits of. They already of broke Darkness. their goal, and they still have twenty two days to go. They broke like, the goal when I backed it, which had was three days ago. They had already backed, like it was already broke. It's only forty grand. Like that's really cheap for that, a documentary. That is cheap. That is cheap. But I'm also, uh, well, no, I, this is going to be released in 2021, so I would think they haven't, like, it's not already done. Like, some of the interviews might have already been done and all that stuff, so. Mm-hmm. But, no, I'm very excited about it, because, like, if you think about it, this is going to cover RoboCop, Blade Runner, Flash Gordon, uh, Predator, uh, the Star Trek movie, Star Wars, uh just tons of good movies that were in the 80s but my biggest thing is i'm going to probably discover a bunch of movies that i didn't even know existed and that's what i'm going to be happy about was back to the future in the 80s i think that was a 90s thing was it 80s no that's an 80s thing i think that maybe back to the future 3 was 1990 yeah Uh, let's double check that oh actually back to the future is in the trailer so i I did see a marty mcfly um Hmm tier i like how aliens is in here because i believe alien was like right at the end of the 70s 
I own Scanners, and I still haven't watched it yet. That has one of the best head explosion screens in all of cinema. I don't know what that is. I also don't watch a lot of movies, but Scanners is a horror, a sci-fi horror movie where people, certain people have have developed psychonetic or psych, not psychotic, but psychic powers. Psionic psychic powers where okay. Michael Ironside is like on national television and just makes one of the news reporters heads explodes and it is the best head explosion in all of cinema like okay it is like holy shit that dude actually died like <laughs> yeah it's amazing it's very very good but yeah I'm excited for this it's going to be a while until it comes out but I feel like it's definitely going to be worth it that one poster, though, is just absolutely beautiful. I'm going to have yeah. to find room for some of them. Uh, one of them, too, this one is actually, I think it's a Mondo artist has done this one, which is uh, by Dave Merrill. Yeah, I believe that's a Mondo artist. But what's cool is, too, in uh, the tiers, you also get uh, In Search of Darkness. So if you weren't able to get that, now you'll be able to at least have a digital version of it. So That gives me a little bit more motivation to pick it up then. I would, I would, I would probably, if you're not, if you don't need all the posters and all that stuff, like you could probably go with the Marty McFly tier. No, Marty McFly tier doesn't give you in search of, you'd have to go with a $75 tier. That's fine. I might do that because I do want to see, sci-fi is a lot more up my alley than horror. I Uh mean, I do like horror, but uh, a, a lot of the movies that came out during the 80s were sci-fi movies that I watch. No, think about just random thought. Is Demolition Man considered a sci-fi movie? It's like a sci-fi action movie. Okay, that'd be cool to find out a little bit more information on that. But no, that came out in the '90s, though. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Demolition Man came out in the '90s. I thought it was late '80s. Um, no, regardless, that sounds pretty awesome. And I've wanted to watch In Search of Darkness after you, Scotty, and I think Chris was also talking about it too. Yeah. So yeah. Demolition Man came out in '93. And it is classified as action sci-fi. Okay. So. Cool. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, Kickstarter's been getting a lot of my money recently because I dropped like $130 on Sea of Stars, dropping 75 on this one. I almost did the one tier because Scotty has started making me crazy about enamel pins. And one of these tiers uh, gives you the enamel pin, but it's like the $125 tier. But there Not is ready a... to make that jump? No, but there is a special tier or a special pin that if you were a backer of In Search of Darkness or their In Search of uh, Last Action Heroes, which I think was their first documentary. Whoa, uh, what? Yeah, they apparently did an action documentary that I didn't know anything about. I think that was their first one. And I don't know anything about it. I haven't looked it up or anything either. So let's see. In Search of the Last Action Heroes. Action heroes huh uh oh yeah this one was done wait it was done in 2019 so this must have been done like right before in search of darkness because that also came out in 2019 so that's weird they're on indiegogo yeah okay and it's just the 80s version of all the other movies it's uh the 80s version for action movies I'm interested if this is available commercially. Because I would like to have this. I don't know where they're going to go after this, though. 
Unless they're wanting to go into uh, different decades. I could see a lot of cool stuff coming out of the 90s. You got a lot of weird movies that came out in the 90s. Just like weird animation styles and acting styles and just all that stuff. The first one that comes to my mind is a movie called Freaked. And it's, uh, I saw it because uh, Red Lighter Media recently did a review of it. And it's a movie that came out, in, I think, in 1990 or something like that. And Alex Winter, the uh, uh, one half of Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the guy that's not Keona Reeves, uh, yeah. he's actually a director and actor. And there was an old MTV show called The Idiot Box where he was the creator of The Idiot Box, him and a couple other people. And it's just that weird, like, you know, like the claymation, like weird 90s animation styles and all that stuff. Apparently that's like MTV owes all of that to Alex Winter because that's what wow. MTV evolved after after Alex Winter left MTV because he actually worked at MTV. And actually after he left, that's just how MTV was for a long time. I think it opened the doors for a lot of the liquid television stuff like Eon Flux and mm. Beavis and Butthead and all that stuff. So, Yeah. Uh, I can't find a physical copy of that. It's like $40 for just the DVD. So, yeah. And there has not been like a remaster or anything of it. So, I don't know. The soundtrack's really good. It's got like Iggy Pop on it and uh, Henry Rollins like and Butthole Surfers and all this other stuff. So, okay, <laughs> it's very, very interesting. Very punk. Oh, just 90s. It's just 90s. It's like not even because people are like, oh, yeah, grunge. That's the 90s. This is like different. This isn't grunge. Like this is like I would say right before grunge. I mean, grunge got big. I don't know when the grunge explosion was. I, I 1992 is what pops out to me, but I definitely think it was earlier than that. But because uh, Nirvana is like the one that like was the forefront of it, right? Nirvana and Pearl Jam, I would say. Pearl Jam, I think, was slightly older than Nirvana. I think actually Nirvana's al- first album came out a little bit, a little bit earlier than uh, Pearl Jam's first album, but I'm not sure. Uh, it was founded in 1988. Wait, Nirvana was an American rock band formed in Aberdeen, Washington, in 1987. Yes. Uh, uh, no, you're right because Pearl Jam started in the 90s. Like 1990. Yep. Yep. Hmm. They were inducted. It took them that long to get inducted into the Hall of Fame? Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, you have to have a 25-year buffer. I guess. So if they started in 87, that would would make sense. That would make sense to me because... That's true. That's almost 25 years. Oh, God. When are we going to get the Nirvana Bohemian Rhapsody movie? We'll get it. Dave Grohl's going to start. You know, it. <laughs> actually, I heard that there was a movie on Kurt Cobain being produced. So I, I can imagine it's happening soon. I'm just really curious how they're going to tackle the Courtney Love. Uh, I watched, what's the right word? Conspiracy? Conspiracy? Uh, right controversy. Word? Sure. Well, apparently, you know, Dave Grohl and her have uh, reconciled since all that. There, uh, I watched HBO. There's a documentary on HBO that is the documentary of the Foo Fighters up until the Wasting Light album, because that's when the documentary was made, like around that time. And yep. they delve into that, and they delve in. Even Dave delves into some of the shitty stuff he did in the early years of the Foo Fighters, like totally re-recording the drums of the first yep. out al- or the second album, because the first album was all him. 
And then like the second or third album where he just re-recorded the drums without telling the drummer. <laughs> and Dave Grohl's a great guy, but everyone's got some shit that they've done in the past, so everyone's got a skeleton in their closet. Yep. So, but other than that, that's all I've really done this week. Been working a lot, so uh, work's starting to ease up a little bit, so hopefully getting back into the streams this week. Uh, nice. I've been re- really wanting to get in. I've been really wanting to play uh, Bomberman R, the one that is on the Switch. We should play that this week. We should do well, that for our Thursday Night Throwdown. We can't because Street nope. of Rage 4 releases on that day. So, <laughs> Of course. There will be some people that are already going to be streaming some uh, Streets of Rage on the Megavision channel. But Scotty's all for it. And then the next week's going to be uh, Anarchy, Anarchy Reigns. Reigns. So... But, I don't know, Scotty heard last week's podcast and freaked out when I announced the Sonic R stuff. So, he wants to do that. Uh, It's not even like, I say announce, it's not even like we're making a video or anything. It's literally just us streaming it. So, I've been wanting to stream that, Bomberman. uh, On the personal channel, I'm going to try and get back into streaming on that as well. I've been playing the Nintendo... The Super Nintendo games that they give you with your Nintendo Switch online, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've imp- they've put some more on there. You got like, uh, I've been playing uh, Super Mario World Two. That game, I've never officially beat that game. So Super Mario World Two, yeah, Yoshi's Island. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know why I stuttered at that one. No, Yoshi's Island. They've got Super Metroid on there. Uh, there's a lot of those games that I might go back and play through. I'm still in. I'm still wanting to go through a certain franchises. I don't know which one yet and play a bunch of them, like all the games, like whether it be Zelda or uh, Metroid or Mario or Mega Man. I just don't know yet. I want to do something. So that's what I got, what we'll be seeing this week. But I'm ready to play some more of the Anarchy Reigns and all that stuff, too. I won't be playing Streets of Rage 4. I I don't know anything about Streets of Rage. So (laughs) it's good. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the Streets of Rage. You're just not brand. a fan of beat 'em up, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I'm very selective with my beat 'em ups, and Streets of Rage is actually a good one. So, yeah, I don't know if people know either. I don't know if the sale will still be going on, but PlayStation's doing a sale right now where you can get the Capcom beat 'em up bundle for like ten bucks. Yeah, I have and- to wait until I get paid until my disability check comes in. Yeah, you should get that because uh, Battle Circuit's really fucking good, and Scotty wants to play it again. So I want to play Battle Circuit. I also want to play Knights of the Round, and there was one other game yeah, that you guys were Battle playing. Circuit's the best out of all of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's got actual like command inputs and like power ups, and uh, you pay to upgrade certain, uh, unlock different moves and stuff. It has depth. Yeah, Knights of the Round has a leveling system, but that's it. It's it's a very surface level leveling system, I remember. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Uh, my week is pretty streamlined. Um, it's really just more of me finishing off things. Uh, one finished Final Fantasy VII remake the day before the podcast came out. Um, uh, that game is fantastic. It's back in stock on uh Sony's website. On oh, no, Final Fantasy VII remake. But uh, Square Enix's uh, website, so I'm going to order it tonight. Yeah, definitely pick that game up. It's, the physical version is, yeah. It's solid, man. It is so good. Um, again, I'd probably have to revisit certain Final Fantasies in order to, for me to really know where I stand with it. Uh, but I'm definitely putting it in my top five right now. 
Um, went back to a little bit of the messenger. Uh, I restarted oh, I was doing that. that too. Yep, the messenger is still holds up that music. So I I know that I talked about it with the project that I'm working on, but music hits me differently if I'm playing the game vice listening to the soundtrack. I don't think that the soundtrack for the messenger is super engaging, but when I fucking play that game, the music is on fucking point. Yeah. Like, ah, God damn that game. When you're in the forest, I I looked it up. It's like, it's a bamboo boogaloo (laughs) and it's, it's really, really good. No, that the music in the messenger is great. The game itself is great. I love that. Uh, I also started, Tiff and I were sitting down and we were actually thinking about doing like a, a stream or a recording of us playing A Plague's Tale Innocence. Uh, oh, that gosh. game came out. Le- so Tiff and I. Fuck that game. When Tiff and I actually sit down and play games, it's more of like a theme where we're watching a movie or playing a movie. I think the last game that we sat down and actually played to completion was um, Deathmark. Which is kind of a visual novel, but it's more along the lines of like a murder mystery RPG. It's okay. actually pretty good. It's, Have you played Plague's Tale at all? No, this is my first time playing it. And okay, never mind. I won't chapter, say it. I think we got the chapter four or five. Oh, so you played the very beginning where the fucking dog dies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's the automatically I didn't like the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that game is actually really fucking good. Like. Story-wise, it's really, really good. I don't like the combat system. I mean, it's really it's like just a little girl weird, in a sling. Yeah. The, the stealth doesn't bother me so much. There, I like the premise of the bubonic plague where, like, this horde of rats just come out of nowhere and fuck you up. Um, the enemies, they chase you down. Like, you feel like you're in danger all the time and that's great that's what games like this are supposed to do but combat when you're actually fighting one-on-one an an enemy that is incredibly frustrating because one um they're not super clear on what it is that you're supposed to do but two using that sling in an accurate motion is fucking annoying (laughs) it is so bad and like I I started noticing how bad it was going to be in the beginning of the game because they have a segment where you're with your father and you have to, like, knock these apples out of a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It auto-forces you to target certain items. And it was already hard for me because everything blends. But when you're forcing me to target certain – like, it's almost like aim assist. It is aim assist. But I would see a target that I want to hit and then my cursor would automatically just go somewhere else. And then I can't see the original target that I was going for anymore. So then I'm running out of time. I have to go run away. It's it's frustrating. But that game is really good so far. I know that I'm in the beginning, but I'm very enthusiastic. You, about got, continue you guys should that. play Until Dawn. I have played Until Dawn. And no, I you hate should play it with game. Tiff. We, yes, I played that oh, game with okay. Tiff. And I hate that game because all the kids in Until Dawn are terrible fucking people. Yeah. And I, purposely killed everyone the reason that they did that is so you didn't feel bad when you killed them (laughs) yeah no i don't feel bad for anything you should go through and try to play it and keep everybody alive uh sure maybe 
I might, but like I played that when I was still in the Marine Corps and my one of my Lance Corporals was talking about it because he was he's really into Until Dawn because we still play D&D together, but it's not D&D. We're playing Call of Cthulhu and everything is a very heavy uh, horror theme with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Until Dawn, kind of same concept. And we were just talking. About it. I was like, yeah, no, they're all terrible people, but try to keep them alive. I'm like, no, fuck you. Dude, Mike's the scummiest shit, but I love him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I think the only people that I let live, and it wasn't because I let them live. One of them I wanted to live because he actually didn't really do anything wrong. The black kid, I was oh, just yeah. like, you're just the a cuck? victim of cir- of circumstance. I didn't call him a cuck. <laughs> he is a cuck. <laughs> but I felt bad for him, so I made sure that he got out. Um, oh, that girl that he's with is a shitbag. Oh, I, I think... The Asian girl? Yeah, I think that... I think it was Mike that was there. And she was... She, they were accompanied by the Asian chick and that one white blonde chick that was partnered with Chris in the beginning of the game. Oh, the main character? <laughs> is Chris the main character? No, the chick is. No, 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 no. I think it's a different chick, but you might be right. Uh, Mike, like, just blows her fucking face off with a shotgun. Oh yeah, because they think she's infected because of the Wendigo. They they don't know if the Wendigo shit can be like transmitted through a bite or some shit. Yeah, and, and like they're trying to make a big deal about like no 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 we don't know if this is a thing. It was like but she might be infected. I'm that's like, your no, fault though. You shoot chose her. To kill her. <laughs> shoot her now. <laughs> I think that's the pro. That's the detriment is they made all the characters so unlikable that mm-hmm. you're just like fuck it, kill them, kill them. Like you need to have some kind of like I want this character. Empathy. Like I like the. Like, I think the one chick that, like, actually does like Chris, the chick with the beanie, I think she might be, like, next to the main character. Because, of course, you're playing as, like, the main character who's, like, the good girl. Like, she's perfect. Like, traditional horror movie shit. Yeah. I think she's, like, the next tier of, like, least shittiest out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, she's just kind of a bitch, but I don't mind her. Yeah. Because, I mean, like... You're surrounded by really shitty people. I understand your attitude. Like, for all of them to come back to be like, yep, our friend, our friends died last year. Let's go back. Fuck that. Fuck that. Nope. But Until Dawn is still, like, it's in my library because it's one of those. It's not on the level of, like, Ill Bleed, like, that weird. But it's definitely one of those games you want to keep, especially to play around Halloween time for someone that's never played it before. Like, I would play this with my wife. Just to see, like, how she would react to everything. Because mm-hmm. it's legitimately a movie. You're yeah. just playing the different... It's 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 equal to those, like, turn to page seven if you choose this outcome and all this other stuff. Like those old Goosebumps books. The choose-your-own-adventure movies. Yeah, yeah, movies, yeah. Uh, I books. think Captain Underpants did that shit at one point, so... Weird. Yeah. But... Sorry, I didn't mean to take the spot. You were playing a play. No, still, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, when Tiff and I actually played Until Dawn... Uh, we would get into full-blown arguments over letting people live. She wanted everyone to live. I'm like, no, I'm the captain now, and she has to die. It's fucked up. They got one black guy in there. Well, yeah, whatever. Diversity is a thing. Um, I think that out of all the deaths, though, because I was fully anticipating the deaths to come, and I was just like, do it. Fucking do it. fucking do it it's because you're sadistic there's one death that caught me completely off guard not because um i didn't 
foresee it. Not because the characters didn't like each other or whatever, but it was really more along the lines of I didn't see it coming. Like completely did not see it coming. And it's towards the end of the game. You have the character Chris with the glasses. He's kind of a doof. Um, and then the chick that he's partnered with, he goes outside to go check something and the Wendigo is out there and he's running back in and the chick locks the door on him. And then he just gets fucking impaled from the back. Oh yeah. I think if you miss a quick time or something like that, like, no, it's not a quick time. It's a flashback because there is a scene where both of them are chained to a table and chairs. Oh yeah. 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 And you have the gun and you, have Oh, to if you choose to shoot to, her, if you choose to shoot her, she remembers that shit and locks oh, the shit. door. Most people, like, most yo. people don't shoot her on that one. Most people. Oh like, no, I was just fucking, yourself. no, no, you're the next to die. I don't like because it. there's another scene where it's like Tim. I call him not Tim Robbins is okay. the whole, the guy that lives on the mountain that knows about the Wendigos and all that. Okay, yeah. After he gets killed, if you miss a quick time event of Chris running back to the house, the Wendigo kills you. Okay, so I so didn't it was see just that bound one. to happen. No, no, he can live, but okay. that's another way he can die. Okay, because he like gets his head cut off or something like that. I think it's a long I think so I think that the the logic in the game was I made that quick time event but because I made that prior decision she locked it to shoot her she locks the door and I'm like yo that is fucking brilliant perfect revenge but bitch you got to die next cuz I <laughs> don't like it <laughs> cuz I don't like being surprised <laughs> um no, Plague's Tale is great. I started a TikTok. Like, I actually pulled the trigger, did the TikTok thing. Fuck you. <laughs> it, it's content, dude. I got a few videos up there. I'm mainly focusing on, like, news stories and shit like that, but I also did one where I'm showing off my uh, my fight sticks. I have a problem. I you bought do. A, I bought a Smashbox. It finally came in. I think mm-hmm. I talked about it last week. Um but that thing is actually pretty fucking cool. So the one of the aspects of fight sticks that I really like, not aspects, but like components of certain fight sticks that I really, really like is the wiring connecting the stick to wherever it goes to. Um, this has kind of like a, um, a mechanism where it completely locks in. And I like that because I'm always really scared about ripping the wiring or pulling out the USB cord from my sticks or my hitboxes while I'm playing a game. Uh, this one has the locking mechanism, so I think that, that that's really cool. Also, the Smashbox has an adapter or an, or an input for your nunchuck. So you can just have your nunchuck in one hand and then have your, your mini keyboard over here and do your thing. So I, I can play I think, Sonic Colors with a Smashbox. Yeah! Yeah, no, I was playing Sonic. So the cord that it comes with is actually meant for the GameCube. It's a GameCube controller. So I was playing on my GameCube. I was playing Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Uh, That's an experience. Throwback to when I was using a keyboard and I was playing off the Dolphin dolphin emulator. So it was was a little rough because I played Sonic. Well, I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle recently and I got some of my bearings back but playing with the smashbox that's that's difficult but i do want to play like uh uh, capcom versus snk2 
Uh, I got a few other fighting games for it. I think I have like Guilty Capcom versus Tatsunoko. <laughs> Capcom versus Tatsunoko. That's the big one for the Wii. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's got you know, the, three different the two fighting games on the Wii. <laughs> no, I mean Guilty Gear's on there. Uh, With the other there's... versions, you wouldn't play that version. I don't think it's that bad, but you're right. You're not going to roll up to an uh, a, an FGC event and be like, you guys ready for Guilty Gear? They're like, what's that fucking white box underneath your arm? They're like, that's my Smash box. They're not like, no, the smaller box. <laughs> the fuck out of here with this 480 resolution. Um, You know, thinking back to the fighting games that the Wii has, I think the only legitimate ones were Guilty Gear, Tatsunoko, um... Because Capcom, SNK. Well, no, that came out for the GameCube. That didn't come out for the Wii. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I have it. That's right. Because, um, like, other fighting games I can think of was, like, that shitty Bleach game, Shattered Blade. That's and not a fighting game. The, well, no, it is a fighting game, but it's just a bad fighting game. No, no, no. no. It's got life bars. It's got ookies. It's got, it's got everything. But in order for you to put in your inputs, you have to wag the stick. Yeah, that's not a fighting game. <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's cancels in there. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, that and also the stupid thing that's been going on this entire week. On Monday, I or maybe Wednesday, my wife said, hey, I'm going out to go get crown molding for the living room. <laughs> I'm like, Cool. That's that's fine. Well, last Go time ahead. you did crown molding, though, wasn't it like it, your walls didn't add up? Okay, so the last time we tried doing crown molding, um, we found out that whoever shaped the walls in my house was a fucking moron because the angle for my wall isn't a perfect 90-degree angle. They, like, lost some of the wall, so it shifts forward, so I can't have the crown molding perfectly in there because it's all slanted, and it looks ugly as shit. So you showed me I would, when I went to your house. It, it's it's stupid. It's absolutely I didn't even ask wrong. about it. You were like, that's where the crown molding fucked up. <laughs> like, okay. Because I was mad about it because I had all my shit set up to do this, and then it's just, no. Oh, I've got a home improvement dashed. story, too, after you finish yours. Uh no, my wife was out to go get crown molding. She's gone for two hours, and I'm like, "How that's fucking hard sign. is it to go grab the same crown molding that's up around eighty percent of the living room, and just bring that shit home?" She comes home with six hundred dollars worth of like wood and grout and fucking uh sealant and all this other shit, and it's just like, "I'm doing the bathroom." I'm like fucking white that means you're doing the bathroom <laughs> nah this bitch ripped up the entire floor on her own yeah no she's she's a determined she woman. was very very nice when i met her but i think she might be crazy <laughs> no she's out of her fucking mind but she tore up the entire fucking bathroom and laid the tile down i think on wednesday alone like just by herself. She's quarantine's getting to her. <laughs> yeah, no. She's just like, I gotta do projects. I gotta do projects now. As uh, long as you make my house value go up, honey. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Uh like she's got it's her and Seth working on the whole thing. Seth's got like the uh I forget what the actual term of the uh the tool is, but it's a saw with water and you use it to cut stone. Oh yeah, tile cutter. There you go, whatever. 
um, they they laying down the tile all all Wednesday or Thursday. I I don't remember what day it is because fucking Corona, but yeah. Uh, well, then the next go. day I laid down the grout. After that, the sealant, and today we've been painting, and tomorrow is going to be more painting, and we got panels, and hopefully by the end of the month, we're going to be done with this stupid fucking bathroom that I had no fucking input, no say, because I don't give a shit. I bought a new toilet for that bathroom maybe like six six months ago. I'm fine. I just need a place to shit, but she's got a fucking – she has friends. She has like rich white people friends. That go and like get people that, to renovate it, and she's that like, buy macaroons. <laughs> I can do it. Yes, they buy fucking macaroons. Uh, no, nah, she's God bless her. Fuck. My wife has started. Uh, she's getting more with her gardens and stuff like that too. Yeah, uh, but that's like, like I don't want to say easy, but that's to me, it's normal. No, she's like, I was talking to her today. I was like, so I kind of want to like, cause we're, we've been thinking about, we haven't like, the only thing we painted when we bought the house was we redid her library and I've shown yes. pictures of that and, uh, it's not that great. Like I've been looking at it like nitty gritty on like a lot of the shit, but I was like, it's the best we could do with what we had, but we never did anything with the bedroom. And I, I don't like white walls in a bedroom. I like a bedroom fucking dark as shit. When I turn the light off, I want it to be dark during the day. Because I don't like to sleep in the light. That's just how I am. Right. So, but we have white walls. The curtains that we have are the curtains that were left there by the previous owners. Like, they don't keep any light out. Luckily, we have wooden blinds, so they keep out a lot of light. But, so I'm like, okay, I kind of want to paint, like, a dark gray, like, slash blue color. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. So for that, I'm going to have to buy this dresser. And I went, hold on a minute. What, what do you mean? She goes, it has to match. I was like, I just wanted to paint the bedroom. And she goes, no, we have to buy like new end tape, like new bed stands. And I was like, I'm keeping my dresser. She goes, that's fine. Your dresser's a dark color anyway. I was like, God damn it. Because after painting that library, you saw all that trim that was in that library. Yeah. Painting this bedroom is going to be fucking cake. Like, it's I'm going to wash the walls down and then paint. And that's it. Okay. But that's, no. that's, not, that's not too bad. Well, no, my other story I was going to say was I got up in the attic to start drilling the holes for the Ethernet cables. And I got, because I, I put the cabinet up. You saw the picture in the Discord. I mm. got it up. It looks nice. But I need to drill through the wall to get the Ethernet cables to go through it. I, I get up in the attic, and it's like, there's not, like, easy places to walk. You have to walk on the beams. It's not bad, though. I get up there, and I kind of get my groove, and I'm able to walk through and get there. Well, I'm drilling the hole. And I have a six-inch bit, like a six-inch chisel bit. That bitch goes all the way down, and I never break through. So, (laughs) I don't know what the levels of wood. So, I've had to order a foot-long chisel bit. And we're going to see how that goes. (laughs) So, Okay. Yeah. That that just reminds me of, like, today. After I was done painting the fucking bathroom. um, I know I spoke about it previously. My mother bought a house Mm -hmm. down here on this really nice piece of property it's not necessarily like a large lot but she's in a gated community and it's got like a pool a fucking four-star uh not diner but like restaurant there she's got lakes it it's it's an old people thing it's a community center (laughs) it's a 
bougie old people community center for like I don't I don't know. It was built by the uh, the Confederates, and then they just did something with it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That Tiff Tiff found out that they do sewing classes, and she was like super excited. I'm like the first thing they're going to make you do is sew a Confederate flag. What are you excited <laughs> about? She's like, I don't give a shit. I just need the skills. They can die after. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I went down there today to check the because uh, they she hired a painter, and the painter did a really good jo- job there. Uh, and I was going up into the attic cause I was looking for like hidden money because people forget things. And I already found a cookbook that had like pictures of the newly divorced family because the only reason why they sold the house is cause they got a divorce. Oh, they look exactly what you picture. Like you have, you have the kid who's like all smiles and then you have like the Mexican mom and this white dad and they're just putting on their best smile and trying to make the picture work. Okay, uh, but they had a recipe for coquito, and I took that shit. So I have a cookbook with a bunch of people that I don't know. Oh, they have a recipe for like spit roasting a pig. So I'm super excited about this shit. You don't have enough. You legally, I don't think can do that. Yeah, I can. This is Virginia. It's on my property. I could shoot a bow and arrow. I just can't kill the chicken that's behind my property line. Anyway, not the point. Um. I went up into the attics because I was looking for like money or hidden shit. And of course, I don't fucking find anything. But I took a wrong step in this fucking house. And it just went. No. It starts cracking underneath. And I I am a big man. I, I am a dense man. And so when I made that fateful mistake to step there. Plus, my dumbass son is like climbing the ladder right behind me. I'm like, "Kid, you're going to fucking die if you don't get the Oh, you're at that attic has a ladder? Mine doesn't. Yeah. No, I had yeah, to no. get my own ladder and then pull myself into the <laughs> attic. No. Um I don't trust that shit. There's a reason why I don't go into the attic in my own house because I'm fat and Tiff is not as fat. So <laughs> Um so, but in your attic, do you have like actual like wooden flooring to where you're supposed to be able to walk around and shit like that? I mean, it's wood. So, but you have like I only have the beams, and if you step, you're stepping into insulation and then through the roof. Okay, so yes, there's a shit ton of insulation. I have, like I said, I haven't been in the attic in my own house. Tiff handles that shit, but in my mom's new place, there's like a small little area that's wood, and then everywhere else is insulation. Okay. So I made the no. mistake of going up into the attic without a face mask, and I was up there for tw- uh, ten minutes, and I came back down and immediately got my face mask. Oh yeah, you have emphysema now. I got mesothelioma. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched enough commercials at three a.m. on Cartoon Network to know that I have mesothelioma. <laughs> yep. Uh, last thing, I finished Anarchy Reigns essay, so we're able to oh, start shit. moving into the actual production of the video now so it's it's, for me that's a lot easier than the writing portion because just the last couple of months in general have been fucking hell and it's not my mental state almost cracked this week (laughs) uh i had a brief moment of like relief because this was the first week where i didn't have any outstanding audits i didn't have any crazy shit I didn't have a a guy try to ruin my my career. Um, (laughs) It was just smooth sailing. 
And then we got the dark. And the dark is just our quarterly audit. And for some fucking reason, uh, I got 86 records that I have to show proof on. The next uh, most populous grouping was 22. And I'm like, I'm assuming that's good. No, what we're oh, okay. saying is there's four analysts, right? Oh, okay. There's four analysts. I have 80 something. Oh, and then they got the 20. She got 20. And then the other two has like 10 and five. And That's I'm like, cool. what the fuck is this? It's because you're the best. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'll be willing to take that. But whatever. It's stupid. I hate it. Whatever. All right. That's Fair my week. Enough. <sighs> All right. Let's see. Let's hit this news. Did you just shit yourself? Is that what happened just now? <laughs> yes, I didn't shit myself. Because I'm concerned for you now. All right. Uh, I want to talk about the second story, but you know about more about sound analyzing than I do. So I guess I'm I mean let you, you could take, take it, one. and then we'll we'll get into it. It's it doesn't matter at this point. All right. Tell me about the great switch shortage and why I can't find any because okay. I'm in the search of four right now. You're you're in the middle of nowhere. I thought you were finding them left and right. They finally corona. dry up. Th- them corona checks came through. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, so, in the last few weeks, demand for the Nintendo Switch console has skyrocketed, and retailers have repeatedly run out of stock. Seizing the opportunity for COVID nineteen, some price gougers on eBay and Amazon are selling Switches for hundreds of dollars over the recommended retail price. They're doing this by creating and utilizing bots that will instantly purchase Nintendo Switches off online storefronts when they are restocked. Scalpers then turn to eBay and Amazon to turn a serious profit, with prices going as high as $500 for a standard Switch and $750 for the Animal Crossing-themed bundle. Website moderators are trying to fight back against the scalpers by denying automated buyers, but the bot designers and users will then route their traffic through various other computers before ordering them or ordering the item or use other tricks to avoid the website's mitigations. One server dedicated to this work is the BirdBot Discord server, where developers swap ideas and methods to better assist scalpers in circumventing storefront security. Uh, potential buyers have taken a Reddit to vent out their frustrations on the inability to find a Nintendo Switch at a reasonable price, and one person even went as far as resorting to building his own Switch to avoid resellers. <laughs> this project just simply required the logic board from a broken Nintendo Switch and cost the Redditor $199 to build, which is $100 less than the base retail model and significantly less than the asking price on eBay. That's not going to be covered under any warranties. <laughs> The cause of these shortages in the first place are due to the massive shutdowns that Nintendo faced back in February, causing global supply chains and logistic issues. When the factories launched a soft reopening, the demand for these consoles were much higher than expected, and manufacturers have been struggling to keep up ever since. This started off um, not with a Nintendo Switch, but with actually uh, sneakers. Uh, I know I have a lot of friends in my... uh, in my circle that are sneakerheads, and they were complaining that I don't want to say that they're Jordans, but there was a new sneaker that came out within the last couple of months and no one can fucking get it. Like, yeah, because the they sneaker, can't get them shipped from those sweatshops. Yeah. So, so like the, the sneaker was like 200 bucks and now they're finding them for like 
five, six hundred bucks, and no one has it. I mean, I've seen some sneakers go for some stupid fucking prices, like three thousand dollars for those Galaxy shoes. Oh, the Marty McFly ones? No, 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 not those. There was there was another one, and I think I think it was a, a type of Jordan. But oh, even their the retail Yeezys? price, their retail price was almost a thousand dollars, and then people were trying to sell it for triple the price. I don't get it. I wear sixty, maybe sixty dollar Vans, and that's it. I just uh, don't like tying my shoes, so <laughs> I just stick to running shoes. Like I used to wear um, relatively expensive running shoes, like two hundred dollar running shoes, and then just burn out of them every three months. Because yeah. in the Marine Corps, you run everywhere. And you'd rather not run in boots and run in sneakers when you can. So That's true. But outside Nikes. of that, I wear, I wear DCs. I wear skateboarding shoes because they're Those are so bad for your feet. <laughs> really? I, did, I yeah, didn't know they're that. Like, they're so flat-footed, they're real bad for your feet. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I love the cushioning on top because, like... The tongue of the DCs are just so fucking. It's not even a tongue. It's just a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) I've worn Vans ever since I was in high school and just have always worn them. Uh, My biggest problem is I'm a, I'm not a like I'm about five ten. Like I'm probably normal height for a guy, but uh, you're taller than me. I'm five ten, five ten, five eleven. That's about where I run around. But I have like short legs. So, I don't really have short legs. Let's rephrase that. I have a gut, so I can't wear my pants. You know, where you're supposed to wear your pants is probably, like, right below your navel. Like, that's where the top of your jeans should kind of be. No, that's not... You probably know where I'm coming from. That's not how the jeans work. And whenever I used to wear jeans, I usually wear, like, a length in, like... I would usually get, like, 30 or 32. That's too long for me to wear those with Vans. Because I hate it when my blue jeans go underneath my Vans. Yeah. And I hate rolling them up because that shit looks re- stupid. I'm not going to say I'm going to try and refrain from using the R word, but it looks stupid. So, but I have been able to find, like, I have to buy, like, fucking 29 length or 28 length pants. Mm-hmm. Specifically. Because I have a, a wide waist. It's like 40 by 29. Like, you don't just, I didn't think you, you could find those in stores now. Like, I, I'm not fancy. I buy my blue jeans from Walmart. Okay. And Walmart has them. And I don't know what it is either. I'm used to blue jeans. Like, they're stiff. They're rugged. They're, like, they have come out with, like, I don't know if they've been partnering with, like, whoever makes leggings or whatever. But they have, the like, stretchy newer, material. They're stretchy blue jeans. And they're not, like, stretchy where, like, you see, like, really, really fat people wearing blue jeans. And you're like, you shouldn't wear blue jeans because those aren't even looking like blue jeans anymore. They look like blue jean sweatpants is what they look like. But no, man, these are legit stretchy and they feel nice. And like I can like bend down without like feeling like my waist is strangling. So I think that this is like only an American concept where they have stretchy pants. That's because we're fat as fuck. Yeah, that's true. Um, And we don't want to do anything about it. (laughs) I've seen them. I'll I'll just try to my damnedest to fit into any pair of blue jeans that i own i'm not buying i just buy wranglers people are like i only wear levi's i'm like you're overpaying (laughs) i i get i go to kohl's and i don't remember the brand they have levi's they have levi's 
They do. I saw. I bought recently bought uh, some black blue jeans, which I hadn't bought those in years because they always looked. I always thought they looked really bad, and I lost the weight, and I got the black blue jeans, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, man, I'd fuck me like that. That look, <laughs> I look good. So. <laughs> Uh, but this Nintendo Switch, though, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's shitty. The bot, the bot is super. Like that's the thing. Okay, so let me. I got a couple questions. First of all, when you read this story, are you now a part of this Discord? Just so you can fuck with people. Um, I've gone looking for it. I have not found it yet. Okay, because they didn't uh, have a link to it. Got uh, well, rightfully so, because it would be shut down. Yeah. Second of all, I understand why people are trying to make money off of this because a lot of people are unemployed right now. A lot of people's jobs and uh, money income is uncertain. Uh, but the final thing is, it's shitty as fuck. Like, so here, here's my anger about the situation. They openly admit that they – a lot of these people do have jobs. Some of them are students. Yeah. Granted, um, but there's a lot of people who just took their stimulus check yep. and started with the investment that way and then just starts making hand over fist money off of this. And I got to tell you, I have Nintendo had... switch that they're doing this with. I mean, we all also had the that entire tangent about clothes. Yeah. Um, it's garbage. It's absolutely I, fucking garbage. I have had the opportunity to buy seven switches in the last few weeks. And I had enough money to buy all seven. And I didn't. I just did I should have bought them because the reason I bought switches, the reason I'm even buying switches is I'm not making a personal profit off of them. I'm getting them for friends and family that can't get them. Yeah. And they're paying me. Okay, let me rephrase that. There is a small personal profit. I use my credit card and I get points back. So I think I added it up to where I make like $12 off of every switch. That, yeah. that doesn't count. But... This is just shitty, man. Like, people that I legitimately know that just want to play Animal Crossing can't even have fun with it because... I get it. This thing is... This has been around forever. Ever since anything has ever held value and people demanded to want it. It's like dealing with ticket scalpers. It's the same concept. You have a small window where you're able to make money off of it and a $50 ticket goes becomes a $250 ticket. It's It sucks. Ticketmaster does that as well, so... (laughs) Yeah, buy your tickets well in advance. But yeah, but yeah, that it sucks. It's shitty. I'm hoping because I think a lot of the factories have opened back up over in China, but I think they're also getting hit with the second wave. So yeah, they were talking about the second wave. It's. Um, I don't want to delve into what's going on in America because that could be its own podcast. But we got a lot of shit going on right now, where. I just, I have lost a lot of faith in humanity. I didn't have a lot of faith in humanity to begin with, but like now it's like almost gone. People are literally valuing their haircuts over people's lives. So, (laughs) yeah, I just want people I want. And I've said it before. I just want everyone to be able to play all the video games. I just want uh, that's why I wish there was a magical system that played everything. And you can just buy that one system, and you never have to worry about system exclusives and fanboys jerking off fanboys and all this other shit. It's called Stadia, and it's garbage. I want something good. <laughs> uh, anyway, I know, 
I know this is oh. off topic, but I want to show you what peak uh, journalism looks like. Okay. Just just look at this headline. Just the headline? I don't even have to hit it? Can I read it out loud, or is it going to be something no, it's, that it's we fine. shouldn't read on the podcast? Uh, it's okay, it's a little it. bit cut off, but I'm just going to read it off of New York. I'm gonna, I, I clicked on it. Hold on. Uh, what? <laughs> 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 this is from the New York Post, dude. <laughs> the title says North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un rumored to be dead brain dead or just fine <laughs> yeah those are things that could happen <laughs> wow you, ha- you have covered every single status effect that there is <laughs> he's one of these three states and honestly yeah. you could have you know what no this this is this this is fine every single like any time that you talk about an individual i think that this should always be a <laughs> A news post to go back to and just change you just the name. or yeah, just switch the name out in the country. Yep, Shigeru Miyamoto, rumored to be dead, brain dead, or just fine. <laughs> oh Lord, fucking uh, Randy Pitchford, rumored to be dead, brain dead, or just fine. <laughs> that's a one hundred percent right. Reggie feels me. <laughs> no, not Reggie. <laughs> no, the last one's just fine. He could be that. It's fine. Yeah, but you're running a th- you're running a th- uh, a thirty three percent chance on that. Uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to some more dumbass fuckery. Uh, Mick Gordon seemingly walks away from Doom and Bethesda. A week or two ago, we discussed the differences between lossy and lossless media files and compared streaming to vinyl. This is an example of why you want to experience sound engineer to mix your tracks and not overcompress your music. Last Saturday, uh, Twitter handle at that ACDC guy ripped and analyzed tracks from Doom 2016 BFG Division to Doom Eternal's 20 t- 2020 remix. Using audio editing software like Audacity, you can see the difference in wavelengths between the songs. The 2016 mix is wild with definition, absorbing the full range of the instruments played. Meanwhile, the 2020 mix is nearly a straight line, showing the track was compressed in a way that makes the song sound less dynamic. Don't you have? Don't we have a screenshot for that as well? Yes, it's a, it's those Twitter uh, links. Yeah, yeah, got them pulled up. Uh, let's see. Mick Gordon revealed that he only mixed a handful of the songs on the soundtrack, and that he most likely will never work with Bethesda as a result of it. Gordon alludes to the idea that these decisions were made by Bethesda's marketing department, for example, explaining that the time signature changes were the result of someone from marketing piecing the track The Only Thing They Fear Is You without any musical knowledge. In an interview with PC Gamer, Gordon says, I take a lot of, my, a lot of pride in my work. It's all I do, it's all I have, and I pour my heart and soul into it. He added that he's still trying to understand the situation himself and has no further comments on, at this time. Mick also has since deleted tweets about possibly doing a live show for Doom Eternal at MAGFest 2021, which I was very looking forward to. Yep. That would have been amazing. Well, before pre-corona. So PC. Uh, like, it, 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 MAGFest 2021 is supposed to be Doom-inspired. Like, that's yeah. the theme that they're going with. It was To have Mick Gordon there would be phenomenal. It, it would have like, been like That music room would event. be packed the headlining event there there'd be like i don't know if you could have any equivalent to any other magfest having mick gordon playing all the music from your headlining game i mean it's like getting the composer for final fantasy or something like that to be there or something like that yeah 
You have the fucking, uh, I don't know what they call it. It's not the Square Enix Orchestra, but they have the orchestra that plays all the Final Fantasy music go on tour and shit like that. Yeah. And same same concept. Um, so the big issue with these mixes, um, compression sucks. I hate compression. When I want to listen to my music, I always want to listen to the highest definition, um, the, the, you know, the best quality. Uh, Mick Gordon's mixes, when he mixes them, uh, what he does is that he has certain instruments are louder than others, and it's supposed to create like this very dynamic effect where the music is hitting you harder. If you just listen to Rip and Tear, compare and it, that yeah, to, in a game like Doom, you have to have yeah, like, having that, that makes a difference. Any other game or any other music that you listen to, and you take a, any generic song, any generic metal song. And you compare the two, you can tell one thing that I look for is like audio levels between different instruments and then like how well that you can hear them. And especially when it comes to heavy metal, um, my key of noting whether or not something has really good production value or really good mixing is if I can hear the bass because yeah. in a lot of heavy metal, it's very difficult for you to hear the bass because guitars are down tuned. Uh, there's they kind of like are playing in the same key and it makes it very difficult to hear those instruments. I, and then when I you listen to Mick Gordon's tracks, you mm -hmm. can hear everything and every it's 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 an experience like no other. I still very vividly remember when I first started like listening to music mm -hmm. was Audio Slave's first album. Yeah. And I remember listening to uh Show Me How to Live and my dad was playing it. And I just focused in on the bass. Like yeah. I was hearing nothing but the bass and the bass line. And that's what I do now is I'll listen to music. Because I used to, I mean, I used to play bass. So I would listen. A lot of, a lot of generic, like, bass. I, I guess that's the way I do want to put it is just, just regular bass players will basically copy the bass coming from the drums. Mm -hmm. They'll just kind of, like, copy it to emphasize it as a whole. Very rarely will you get it with, like, basis that like you know or just musicians like mick gordon that make the bass stand out like you don't listen to foof or not foo fighters but uh red hot chili peppers and flea isn't just doing what the drummer's doing flea right. is an insane bass player but i think yeah go ahead no you're good i said yeah because i didn't have anything else <laughs> uh the there's there's two ways that you can make uh, your lows pop out more. Uh, the more common uh, approach is tone. Um, mm -hmm. People just like do weird things with their bass tone. I mean, um, there is a band called Horrendous um, that came out with the album. I think the album is called Idols. Uh, phenomenal record, by the way. Um, but you you just hear this like really harsh reverb on the bass, and the other bands do it like Obscura and um, whatnot. Um, but with Mick, Mick Gordon's mixes themselves, like you can hear every single instrument and they are distinct from everything else it's playing. When you listen to the 2020 remix of BFG Division, it is so heavily compressed that everything sounds on the same level. There's no dynamic range. There's, there's, I listened to the 2016 mix because it just, 
it hypes me up. I'm getting hit in the face by these fucking guitar riffs, by the fucking bass line, by the the punchy drums. I'm not mm-hmm. getting that same effect from this new 2020 mix. And when they bring up marketing, um, it it's really weird that you would target the marketing people uh, for that. And the only thing that I can think of is that the budget for Doom Eternal was starting to get pretty tight and they didn't want to pay the pay for like quality mixing. So they just grabbed somebody else that can do it and just did a quick fix and compressed everything. And he was probably in the middle of doing the work when he was told, Hey, we can't pay you. Yeah. More than likely. That's, that's the only way that I can see this being a thing because he's calling out the marketing people. They're probably saying, Hey, we need more money for marketing. Where can we pull the money off of? And then they took it out of audio. It's the only it's, way that I can fucking. It's a shame. A lot of this does happen. You see it in movies too, especially with like post production of a movie. Mm-hmm. A movie will wrap and the movie will start editing, and there will be like a post production budget that just gets slashed. Yeah. Because they'll be like, "Oh, wait, you're done with the movie and you have all this money left? Fuck that! Like, cut whatever you were doing." And it's sad. But what's a shame is, so Doom 2016. Obviously, it came out four years ago. That's all everyone talked about. Was the gameplay and the music. And the music. Why would you... Like, the music is, like, on par with everything that the game had to offer. Why would you... Like, it just seems like a very bad decision to do that. Because now, like, I'm not saying Mick Gordon is the only person that can do good music for a Doom franchise. I'm sure there are many other musicians out there. But you've burned a bridge with a very good musician... That was a very you prominent that, musician that treated you right in the first game. I mean, he won an, I think he, I think Doom 2016 won best musical score at yeah. the game awards. I he mean, played it live too. It's dumb. It's just, Bethesda just shoots itself in the foot with everything, man. It is ridiculous. Doom was like the last thing. Like I was like, Bethesda like has a hard rap on everything else, but it, they got Doom. At least they got Doom. They have Doom and they have Wolfenstein, but they fucked up Wolfenstein with Youngbloods and now yep. this. Like so. this isn't a nail in the coffin for Doom. Like I like I said, it could still it could still happen. Like is it, they could hire another musical artist or something like that. But it's also if they do hire another musical artist, that musical artist needs to read about this story and see what they will eventually do whenever they want to. Just my question would be who, who would, yeah. who would then jump on this grenade? I don't know. Maybe a struggling artist that just needs money. That is really competent. But I think a lot like that would happen more probably like a decade ago. People, especially nowadays with how everyone's quarantined, people are valuing what they have and what they can produce, mm-hmm. which is what they people. If you are good at anything, you should never sell yourself short on that whether it be arts and crafts music uh make you know anything if you know you're good at it don't get jipped yeah and that's what they're trying to do with mick and mick's smart enough to not do that it's a shame i know this probably hurts him to be you know to not play at magfest if magfest does happen to not be a part of another dude because he genuinely when he was on stage like playing the music from 2016 he he looked like he was just overjoyed he was in it. Yeah. Because that music fucking rips. 
And for clarification, there are still, on the Doom Eternal soundtrack, there are still some that were mixed by Mick Gordon. I urge listeners to go and listen to, like, Meat Hook, and I think it's, like, Command and Conquer. Listen to those, and then listen to, uh, was it The Only Thing They Fear Is You, and you'll notice. You'll notice the differences without even looking at the sound waves or anything like that. It's it's such a weird situation. It's so... How, like marketing could be involved with the composition of the music that does that's just so archaic to me i don't understand it but i don't know maybe he'll jump on indie games or something like that <laughs> fuck if they if they can i mean shit it. look at look yeah i was gonna say look at the the messenger and sea of stars like that music's great it's a different music than mick gordon i will agree to that but still you see when the artist is given the creative freedom to do what they want to i mean you could just see you don't even have to look at see like uh those games you can just look at doom 2016 and doom eternal this would be the perfect time for a new twisted metal game just get mick with gordon. mick gordon <laughs> with mick gordon featuring mick gordon it has to be on the cover just twisted any metal like heavy mick gordon put mick gordon on some devil may cry shit yeah they should do that because that soundtrack shit fuck off <laughs> fuck yourself <laughs> Mick Gordon might be too good for Devil May Cry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's very, very unfortunate. I would have loved, I would have shit my pants to see Mick Gordon at MAGFest. Uh, but like I said, if MAGFest was going to happen, maybe, like, there's still shit that's going on. He's probably upset when he said that he would never work with them again and all that stuff. Maybe they can come to terms on something. That would be, like, the ideal situation. Where they realize, hey, we won't fuck with your shit anymore. You know, we won't do this. We apologize. But it's also Bethesda. It's a large corporation that doesn't give a fuck. And they'll just get away with stuff. So Bethesda of yesterday is not the Bethesda of today. I don't see it happening. No. But Mick's a smart man. And I back him on what he's deciding to do. So. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Uh, going back to more idiocy. GameStop declares <laughs> coronavirus is over and has reopened for business. I will blow the coronavirus away. <laughs> Yo, uh, real talk. Have you seen that fucking? I saw that shit you shared. Which one? Of the that evangelist that's claiming to blow the coronavirus oh, away, but, oh, they, but it was oh, like some yeah. rap music. Yeah, that. Mm, I forget what his name is. Yeah, don't give him a platform. Nope. But that video is fucking great. <laughs> Uh, anyway, on April 21st, GameStop CEO George Sherman announced that the time period where GameStop remained closed from March 22nd to now has allowed GameStop to focus on what really matters, the well-being of their employees, their customers, their business partners. And luckily for George, they don't have to do that shit anymore because starting Tuesday, uh, as in today, Tuesday, whatever, whenever this comes mm-hmm. out, two-thirds of the stores – that GameStop was forced to close down will reopen with delivery-to-door operations. In addition to the madness, leadership has taken on a temporary reduction of their base salary, with CFO Jim Bell and in the executive team taking a 30% reduction and the CEO plus the board of directors slashing their pay cuts in half. On April 26, certain employees across the company's worldwide operating units will receive a temporary, temporary reduction in pay between 10 and 30%, uh, and certain support staff will be offered a reduced work week or a reduced pay program. Lower capital spending to focus on mandatory maintenance or 
uh, near-term high-value projects, which is probably reorganizations, uh, probably closing down some other stores so that they can expand on new ones, maybe even uh, expanding on the four-part GameStop experience where they were trying to make it more of a hangout spot than a, a fucking Can't have a hangout front. spot if you can't show up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and also, due to the closures, GameStop was not able to pay the rent on many of their storefronts, which will force GameStop to renegotiate or completely shut down various locations around the globe. Uh, uh, my my first question is, uh, back early last year or mid last year when uh, the stores were closing and all that stuff, why didn't the big higher ups take the price cuts or the pay cuts then? This is what I think. GameStop is not a super lucrative business. When we talk about a CEO, uh, George Sherman makes on the low end of, and this is going to sound like really stupid, facetious, it's gaudy, it's whatever. Uh, We're still talking about one percenters here. Um, George Sherman only takes home a a check of maybe 12, of uh, $1 million a year. Okay? It's still a lot of money. It's seven figures, but he's a CEO of a company that has 5,000 stores around the world. They are a household name, and he only makes $1 million a year. It's part of the reason why a lot of these CEOs take on these incredulous fucking bonus checks of, like, $12 million for Oh, yeah, I bet his his yearly, uh, it might have been only a million, but I bet you his bonus checks were fucking fat. Um, I think the last bonus check I heard he got was, like, 1.2, and that was for a single year. Not the point. Not the point at all. Uh, so he's taken a pay cut, a temporary pay cut, not anything permanent, uh, slashing his income to roughly about five hundred thousand. Uh, <laughs> judging, judging by his uh, support staff, his CFO, his CTO, whatever, they're probably now taking home about like three, four hundred thousand dollars a year, maybe a little bit more than that. There are certain situations where, uh, um. Certain executives will make more money than the chief executive offer, like what was going on at EA. Um, Patrick Soderlin was making more money than the CEO, uh, but probably not the case here. Uh, their board of directors, they're all probably making well over 500 grand. They're probably cut in half, too. The thing that I am worried about is the middle and lower class uh, workers because GameStop doesn't pay their people. I uh, store managers make $9 an hour. That's the ones that are going to be hitting. It says the store are going to uh, pay between 10 and 30%. Those are the first ones that are getting hit are the store managers, maybe the district managers. I would think that the district and area managers will probably get hit before the store managers because they already don't make a lot of money. The store managers are still going to hit, get hit though. Yeah, I, I can, I can see it happen, man. Um, it's ridiculous. I'm really fed up with GameStop. Like, I actually went, when I was looking for Final Fantasy VII, I was like, I'm going to go check on GameStop. And I was like, nope, not going to give that company any more of my money. I did it out of, I I tried to hook up Mr. Haru, and that was a mistake. Not because I didn't <laughs> want to hook up Mr. Haru. But because... I mean, I can't say anything. I went to Walmart and got him a copy of Animal Crossing. So I'm I wonder if he got that shittiest. copy of Animal Crossing that I sent him. I wonder if he's he probably would have posted a picture if he, he probably did. He got the have. one I I sent him. So they probably fucked up. Okay, so here's here's the thing on that one. Uh, I went to GameStop on uh, com. I was just like, hey, let me just pick it up at the store. And they said, pick up Animal Crossing at the store. 
You we'll put our hand in a bag and hand store. it to you. Exactly. That's what it said up until the point of sale. Okay. And once I bought the fucking thing, it was like, oh, no, we're going to ship it to your house. And I'm like, motherfucker, I don't want to ship it to my house. I need to ship it to this place. And so I got on the phone and this this poor girl from another country gets on the phone because GameStop can't even hire fucking Americans. And she she was so patient. She was so patient. But I think that there might have been difficulty with a language barrier that I had to like phonetically it's possible sound out every single letter in the address. And I just it should have been here by now. It should have been if it she said that I don't know if I can change the address because they would have to go to the higher ups. And I'm like, well, just go. It, it, the the game's not even out the door yet. You have you're still in processing. You haven't it's put still the ship- somewhere. It's at another store. You haven't put the shipping label on it yet. Just see if they can change it. And she was just like, no, sir, I'm sorry, I don't think I can do that. You'll get an email if they are able to do it or not. I never got the fucking email because GameStop I mean, she is was doing what she could. She probably yeah, no, actually it's not her fault. Anything. It's not her yeah. fault. But. I didn't get a I, fucking message. I don't know if it ever shipped to him. I don't know where this fucking game is. I think it's gone. I just went to GameStop and they had like, or I, I didn't go to GameStop. I went to Walmart and they had like 10 copies and I grabbed him one. So <laughs> you should have bought the other nine and then sold them online. Like super written prices. No, don't do that. You'll end to, up on my China, TikTok. To the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the freedom edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord man uh, no it's shitty i'm actually really getting tired of talking to games about gamestop but it's good news like i mean it's not good news that they're doing this but it's news that needs to be reported like don't fucking chop it like i, I know i get it i get it the people that are still working there they probably have to they, they need to have job. another choice they need a job and when it, the, every time i say don't support this company it's actually hurting them more but George Sherman I mean, needs to get bent. Eat the rich, man. You got to fucking do it like something. Yep. I'm so tired of it. I'm so... I think that's a lot of the shit that's fucked with my mentality the last few weeks is I just see the shit non-stop. Yep. Got it. I I wish... I love the internet. I wouldn't be able to do anything that I do without the internet. But goddamn, do I hate having everything shoved in my face non-fucking-stop. It is ridiculous. That's yeah. why you should go watch funny YouTube videos or play video games that you enjoy and Discord talk with your friends and family. Fuck the news. Pay Just attention to it every once thing. in a while. But don't 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 have CNN or Fox News on in the background while you're doing shit. You're just going to make yourself mad. I can't do that, but I understand the sentiment. It's 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 crazy, man. It's scary times. Yep. But just don't be stupid. Don't be stupid and love people. Love each other. <laughs> or be like me and become desensitized to everything, and then you just start shit-talking everything that you see. I mean, that's the thing. Mr. Hardy will even call this out. He's like, you guys are actually really nice. I was like, yeah, we put on the persona that we're pieces of shit, but deep down, we're actually good people. It's something that we fucking hate. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I'll buy you Animal Crossing, but I'm not going to help an old lady up out of the airport. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were drinking something. I'm that so glad I didn't sip. I, so I should have waited a millisecond more. So, uh, fuck. All right, that's, that's the news. Uh, I like keeping the news to a minimum. Like we don't need 
We don't need all unless it's good news. Throw all the good news in there. Not today. Uh, I'm gonna no, pop you out today. because I'm gonna put you over here, and now I'm looking away from the camera because I yeah. Welcome to, to my life. Discord. Over I have four here, monitors, and now I'm gonna move you back over here. What did Kiki ask us? Because she actually got a question in this week. Okay, let's let's hit these questions. Uh, Penguin Panic Kiki asks. Uh, did you know that when an octopus gets stressed out, it eats itself? Fucking Dude, I'd be what? fucking dead. I would be fucking <laughs> non-existent if I was an octopus right now. <laughs> uh, no, I did not know that. She's she's special. I, I love. <laughs> That's her. what we say in the south. <laughs> she, I, I love her. She's she is unique. Is she at the house right now? No, she's. I'm pretty sure she's tried breaking in a few times. <laughs> Uh, we're quarantining tiff, tiff has this very strict quarantine rule um that no one is allowed to come through so mainly because her because she deals with the public every single day and she doesn't want to get anyone else sick right so i understand what's um, her actual question her actual question is also uh what is a list of your favorite games released in 2008 specifically i don't know what prompted this specific year I'm I'm just gonna rock with it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know exactly. I know which ones they are. I know which one you're gonna pick. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna at go it through right a now. few of them. I'm gonna go through a few of them. Um, first and foremost, Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots. Yes. Um, that game is phenomenal. Love that game. Two fucking yep. death. Uh, I'm also going to go. GTA Four has a good campaign. Mm-hmm. Fallout 3 obviously has a good campaign. Um, if you don't pick this one, I'm going to punch you through the internet. I'm looking at the list. I'm trying to... There's there's quite a few here. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles is a big one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, What else? Fucking Sonic Unleashed, motherfucker! <laughs> no! That game is garbage! <laughs> Sonic Unleashed is not a good game. All right. I was fucking with you. Okay, so I'm going to go through mine real quick. So uh, when I was going through this list, I was like, oh, shit, Devil May Cry 4, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, Mario Kart Wii. Those are good games. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the big one, the one that took so many hours of my life, World of Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King. <laughs> that was 2008? That was 2008, sir. One year after I graduated from high school. Yep, I put many hours of that. That's probably... I'm not going to say it's the best game of this year, but I'm going to say that's probably going to have to be my pick for this year. It's because I, I put so much time into that. I can't Although believe, Persona 4 also came out. I was going to say Persona 4, and but I can't believe I missed this one because it didn't show up. The first Mass Effect. I yeah. fucking love the first Mass Effect. Yep. Um, in fact... That's a hard toss-up between Metal Gear Solid 4 and Mass Effect. Um, I think that... As I think far with how much you like Metal Gear Solid. For the story, I'm going to go with Metal Gear Solid 4 because that game hit me fucking hard. But as far as actual gameplay and everything that you do, I fucking love mm. the first Mass Effect. I think that Mass Effect 1 is the best Mass Effect, and I a lot of people disagree with me. But whatever. They can be wrong. 
but no, that's... I would say like I didn't play Devil May Cry four back when it first came out, but I'll mm-hmm. put that up there as one of the good games of that year. I, I'd say Metal Gear Solid as well. Brawl, of course, I had that and played the shit out of that. Uh, Mario Kart Wii I didn't play that much with that one that much. I stopped for at Double Dash for a while, uh, but no, Wrath of the Lich King was like that's. If anyone ever asked me what's your favorite, oh, Burnout Paradise came out that year too. Burnout Paradise is a good game. You get it for like five bucks right now on like. Uh, There's like, also a remastered PS4. version of that. That game is also awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, Persona Four is really good. Uh, although I prefer Golden, so maybe not the PlayStation Two version. But Wrath of the Lich King, that was my shit at the time. So right on. There we go. Uh, Scotty Mofa Show, piggybacking off of Penguin Panic. List your top three games from 1998 if it's a hard if it's hard to narrow down go with the top five um and he gives us the the list there's so many fucking games from 1998 that are good so 1998 has historically um been considered one of the greatest years for video games arguably the best video year for video games ever i think other contenders has been 2007 and I think 2014 is also up there too. Uh, I think whatever year The Last of Us came out, because there was also a shit ton of other games that came out along that same Both time. Both of the right? fucking StarCraft games came out in 98. Yeah. So, Those are really good. <laughs> for 98, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's... That, that's, that was going to happen. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I, first one. Yeah. Um I didn't, Psycho Mantis. I didn't play the original Resident Evil 2, so I'm not gonna go with that. But Street Fighter Alpha 3 came out, and that game was fucking awesome. It's pretty good. I mean, you had Sonic Adventure. That one came out in Japan, I believe. I do not like Sonic Adventure. Okay. Uh I you got Marvel vs. Capcom. You got Marvel vs. Capcom. However, I You got Pokemon so- Yellow. Huh. Pokemon Yellow was huge. Pokemon Stadium. That's the first N64 Pokemon game. Xenogears. Xenogears. You had Hey You Pikachu, but I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, that game is awful. Oh, <laughs> shit. Glover came out. <laughs> Dude, this li- this year is stacked, man. You got F-Zero X. You got Vigilante 8. Yep. You got Brave Fencer Musashi. Oh, that game is fucking dope. You got Marvel vs. Capcom. You got Panzer Dragoon Saga. You've got... Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Parasite Eve. Yep. Uh, So for the top three, there's a lot of these games that I went back... (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie! Yeah, that that has to be on your list. I mean, my top three is going to be the... I'm going to lump the two StarCraft games in together. Okay. So StarCraft, because I played a shit ton of that before I started playing World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm going to say Banjo-Kazooie, and I'm going to put Pokemon Yellow up there. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Stadium are really close. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my mentality was back in 1998. That's what I would have been playing. Now, if I were to rank it now, Marvel vs. Capcom would be up there. Uh, Resident Evil 2 would be up there. And let's see. I would probably put one of the Pokemon games up there, because Pokemon was such a huge fucking deal. F-Zero is a close fourth in my both of my lists. I love F-Zero, but there was it had a lot of competition this year. Yeah. Um, this is, like, comparable to, like, what was it, 94 is another year that's huge for video games? 
I I don't know much more about '94. Um, I just remember that's where a lot of the games from the Super Nintendo uh, yeah. that came out that I love. Uh, let's look up '94. Holy shit! Okay, '94 had Donkey Kong Country. You have Earthworm Jim, Earthbound, Doom 2, Super Metroid, Final Fantasy 6, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Sonic and Knuckles. You had the first Warcraft game came out. You had... I'm pretty sure you had Fantasy Star on uh, Fantasy Star 4 on there, too. You have Jazz Jackrabbit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mega Man X2. Uh, Mega Man X1 came out in the States in 94. It came out in 93 in Japan. Yeah, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. Yeah, Police Knots, Corpse Killer, Breath of Fire game, Demon's Crest. Wow. Yeah, tons of stuff in 94. Okay, yeah, I can I can see that. I think my 98 good top year. 3. I'm going to go with top 5. I'm just go with top 5 cuz okay. there's a lot of really good shit. Number 1, Ocarina of Time. Obviously. Of course. Number 2, uh Metal Gear Solid. Number 3, oh, Tekken 3 came out in 98. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Uh, number three, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Um, fuck. Number four, I'm probably going to go Street Fighter Alpha 3. That game, that game was really good. It's good. I still, I mean, I know it's not the same year, but of course, Third Strike's better. But my Alpha last still okay. one, that, that's a tough one because my last one. Uh, I didn't play it during that time. It's definitely like looking back, and I'm trying to think of all the games looking back. Brave Fencer Musashi's strong. Radiant Silver Gun is strong. Um, fucking the Tekken Shit, Three the first... is strong. I think. Oh, sh- what? That shitty Bruce Willis game, Apocalypse, came out. <laughs> <laughs> that game's terrible. <laughs> um, I forgot. I think I'm going to go with Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. I think I'm going to so go I'll with do... Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, my top five are going to be Banjo, StarCraft, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, F-Zero, and then I'll put the two Pokemon games in a slot together as well. Yeah, that'll That's a good solid five for me. That's more of what I was playing. I did play Glover, but I didn't play it very long. <laughs> I took that shit back. I think that's back. 98 might have been one of the years that I had the Blockbuster rent pass or whatever for video games. Yeah. Where you could rent a game and be like, fuck this game and bring it back. You pay like 20 bucks a month and you just rent games. You can only rent one at a time, but you can just rent games. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Fucking Virtual On came out in 98. I wouldn't put that in my top five. No, but it's cool. That's still impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, number, Number two. We watched Three Men and a Baby recently. What were they thinking? Men and a Baby. Zany. Can you think of any movie from the past that would not get made today or just make you cringe when thinking about the plot? This is uh, Any question. movie that uses a gratuitous amount of the F word and not fuck. <laughs> uh, I was actually just thinking Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blazing Saddles. Like, don't get me wrong. A lot of Mel Brooks stuff probably wouldn't have been able to get made nowadays. Yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks. Uh, I'm going to go with Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles is a good movie, though. Uh, I also wouldn't that, watch that, that part that Adam That part Sandler, in the desert when they're combing it. Yeah. It's hilarious. We ain't foul shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Number that's three. That's got a lot. Sorry, that's there. There's a line in that movie that I still say to this day. I'll walk into a room and be like, "Hey, where are all the white women at?" <laughs> <laughs> I still say that to this day. I've, and I usually say it, and my wife's the only one in the room. So <laughs> I I usually have a mix up for that. I ask where all the black women's at, but that's just because there's a yeah. preference. Uh, yeah. I I still got. I want to talk about that one a little bit more. Okay. Anything with the gratuity, yeah, like that. Uh, there's a lot of movies that literally just couldn't get made. Now, uh, I would say a lot of the stuff back in the day, especially you could see it in like the movie The Exorcist, where directors did crazy fucking things to get actors to emote. Like there were times where Are you I talk about remember, Alien. We'll get it. We'll get into that. Hold on. <laughs> but like, there, I think it was the director of The Exorcist where he would like legitimately like shoot live guns on st- on set, like just up in the oh. air, just to like startle like actors and get them to emote. There's even one part in the movie where the mom, I can't remember her the actress's name, but she's supposed to get pushed back by the 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 main character, the little girl that's possessed, and the way they did that was they had like a fishing line or something tied to her and they were going to pull her. And when they pulled her the first time, they she, she was like, ow, you know, that hurt. Don't pull me so hard. And the director came over and said, basically pull the shit out of it. And they pulled it and they got the take that they want. But she also had to go to the doctor because she had a fractured tailbone. Wow. So, so imagine like saying that to like Scarlett Johansson or Jennifer Lawrence and you're doing that. That director would be fired in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Like. And I know, like, a lot of what I just said was from that review of uh, The Exorcist, but I completely agree with it. Like, you can't, anything that, the minor inconvenience that you do anything to an actor or an actress nowadays, specifically actresses nowadays, I won't get into that, but they're going to be fired in a heartbeat. People have been fired because of a tweet. Yeah. James Gunn. So, yeah. Was was it tweet? I don't know. Whatever. It was James Gunn, yeah. Uh, a lot of early '90s stuff wouldn't be able to get remade nowadays. Clerks, uh, more chasing Amy. I would say that couldn't get remade. Okay, because the because the essence, the basically the movie of chasing Amy boils down to the a way to turn a lesbian straight is just to give her a good deep dicking. So, not my words. That's the movie's words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Dogma. Dogma wouldn't have been able to be made today. <laughs> Really? Dogma's the religious one, dude. Yeah, and I'm thinking about Dogma, and I'm like, you could totally do that, because people hate religion. You... Not down here. It's mainly focusing on Catholicism. Yeah, the South is the South. But, like, yeah. you go anywhere else, people would be like, yep. Yeah, I, I I resonate with that. I was about to say, don't get me wrong, I love Dogma. The shit demon monster is great. <laughs> Rufus the 13th Apostle. <laughs> <laughs> and God is Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. So, and Alan Rickman's fucking fantastic in that movie. So, yeah, I would go with a lot of those that we said. But yeah, Mel Brooks movies wouldn't have been, it would no have been way. totally different. Yeah. No way. Uh, number three, what is a fast food menu item that you wish would return? I also I always my... love Taco Bell's smothered chicken burrito. Uh, it looked like leftovers from a heart surgery in a bowl, but it was a whole <laughs> meal by itself. I'm going to let you go first. I, too, have one from Taco Bell. 
And I think I'm going to fuck up. Oh, no, I remember the name of it. It's called the Queso Lupa. The Queso Lupa. Yes. The Queso Lupa. There's two quick. versions of it. There was the breakfast version. Queso and then there was the regular Lupa. version. And it was essentially a chalupa, but with cheese on the inner layer of the tortilla. Oh. But the breakfast wor- version in, sp- uh, in particular was my favorite. And I remember it was during the last year I was planning on getting out of the Marine Corps. Um, I had already gotten screened. I didn't give a shit anymore. And I would buy like two or three of them every single morning while they had it. And and then I sat there after like three weeks of eating it like, I'm going to fucking die because these are so bad for you. It's a double-decker taco but with chalupa instead of the soft shell on the outside. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's amazing. Have you seen the triple lupa? Yes, I is that's the new one, right? Where it's like that's the one where it's put together. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Oh man. no, man! I've had it. It's delicious. I know, but it's just three chalupas put together. You can't even pick it up. Uh, yeah, you just break it off. You have just one. Buy three chalupas. <laughs> it's more money. Look, I don't... Taco Bell is doing you a service by putting are, three right? of them in a row and making it cheaper. <laughs> so. My original one was going to be the Beefy Crunch Burrito, but it has been brought back. Okay. But I am going to go one, the KFC Twister Wrap. I don't think I've had that. The KFC Twister Wrap is basically just a wrap with their chicken strips in it. And it was, they put some kind of like zesty, like ranch, kind of like, no, it was a black pepper mayonnaise that was on there. So it's it's and the fucking snack wraps at McDonald's, but probably better. Way better. This shit preceded the snack wraps. Okay. Like, it was so much better. I, used I, to get I love these. me some snack wraps. This is snack, and it's huge. Like, it's a huge snack wrap. And, like, the snack wraps at McDonald's now are, like, that shitty chicken, like, patty that they just cut up. It's not even, like, the chicken strips anymore. Have I you had one recently? I haven't had one recently because they took them off the menus down over here. They they're still there, but they it's not the same. They don't use their chicken strips anymore. Mm. They literally take like a McChicken patty. It's not even that good, and they just cut it up into strips. That sucks. I love the Big Mac wrap, which was disgusting, but it was still good. It sounds like you put a Big Mac in a blender, and I've already seen. There's this dude that like does the marketing or the shows for a blender company called Blendtec, and he just blends anything. Like, absolutely yeah. anything. Phones, computers, fucking uh, small objects and shit like that. And he blended an entire Big Mac meal. Super-sized fries, a large Coke, and this big old Big Mac. And he blended it up, and then he took a sip and smiled at the camera. I'm like, you are lying to me right now. Did you, did you know that... Uh, I fucking lost it. I... You had just said something. Blendtec. And they were... No, not Blendtec. Disgusting. It was, no, it Lying was... To me. They br- they brought something... I don't know. I'll, I'll get it. They brought like a different version of something back. I looked up discontinued fast food items that people want back. Uh, some of the top ones. Swear Let's to go God, through. they say McRib. I'm going to punch somebody. That comes back every year. That's whatever. Uh, apparently, there was a Wendy's Bacon and Blue Burger, which I think just has like blue, blue cheese, cheese on it. Yeah. The Taco Bell Volcano Burrito. Oh, I remember that. Out, that was real this good. This came out in 2013. Yeah. 
The 800-calorie burrito was stuffed with ground beef, Mexican rice, crunchy red tortilla strips, sour cream, and cheddar cheese. But the lava sauce was the star. Hell yeah. Because that, that sounds like a quesarito, but... Spicy. Jazzed up a little bit. Yeah, so, like, spicy. What what Kiki and I do is she usually gets, like, the vegetarian version because she doesn't eat meat. But we ask for, like, the creepy chipotle sauce and then fire sauce inside. Uh-huh. And it kind of it kind of emulates that. It's almost the same. Uh, Mc- the McDonald's says Sichuan sauce. Yeah, we, we know that. Uh, apparently, there was Little Caesars had pepperoni crazy bread. I never knew about that. I'm kind of a pizza snob. I just don't like breadsticks. So the list does have McDonald's McRib on it, but that thing comes back every year. It comes back every year. Uh, the Angry Whopper. I remember that. Don't know what's from that 2008. Is. It had like jalapenos and uh, what all that it had. It was a 980 calorie Angry Whopper featured a quarter pound beef patty piled high with bacon, habanero and manchego cheese. Plus crispy fried onion petals, jalapenos, mayo, and spicy sauce. Okay. Uh, apparently Popeye's had a big easy chicken bowl, which looks a lot like that bowl we got from Bojangles. Okay. It looks like that and kind of like the the chicken or the, the chicken bowls from KFC. Okay. Wait, McDonald's doesn't have the fried apple pies anymore? I guess they're Do baked they now. Fry them? It's a baked version now. It used to be a fried apple pie. Huh. I didn't Back know in that. the 1990s, McDonald's replaced its fried apple pie across most states with a baked version to help conscience consumers. Huh. Dairy Queen had a My Sturry Misty. I don't know what the fuck that is. No one liked the BK Cheesy Tots. I did. Sorry. The fucking Arch Deluxe. No, wait. Oh my god. I have betrayed myself. It's the fucking... <laughs> The big and tasty. Oh yeah, the big and tasty needs to come in our economic downfall right now. The big and tasty would bring us back. The the oil, the oil, the the economy with the oil prices dropping off. You need the big and yeah, tasty. I mean, to look, I got eleven gallons of gas the other day for twelve bucks. We're living in the fucking nineties <laughs> again, man. <laughs> I got gas for a dollar nine a gallon. Jesus fuck. And then that wasn't even the cheapest. On the way home, I found it for a dollar four. In Arkansas, there's legitimately legitimately places that have it under a dollar. I need to like get a thirty gallon oil drum. Don't. I was about to say, don't fucking always study in Philadelphia. This where they get a trash can and just yeah. go to a gas station. No, no, that's that's what I gotta do. Uh, the reason I brought the Big and Tasty up is because they brought up the Arch Deluxe, which was just the Big and Tasty with cheese. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell's Grilled Stuffed Nacho. I do remember that. That thing was fucking ridiculous to eat. Oh, I forgot about the McDonald's Third Pound Burgers. And Wendy's does have the spicy chicken nuggets back. Anyway, this article could be garbage, but no. Big and Tasty. Let me rephrase that. Fuck the KFC Twister. Big and tasty. Big and tasty. Big and tasty is where it's at, man. I'm still gonna go Bring to that shit back. I know that probably everyone thought that thing was fucking disgusting, but I I never had one. I don't remember that. No, dude. It it was like you take a bite and it was just like a thin layer of of, of bread and then just like cheese, a cheese explosion oozing <laughs> out. It was so bad for you and it was perfect. 
Just clogged up your shithole right uh, then and there. Clogged up my arteries. That's why I have hypertension, dude. Are you going to bed? I'm going to McDonald's. Are they open? Give me 30 minutes and we'll go to make the... Uh, we're almost done. It, it won't almost, even no. be 30 minutes. It won't even be 30 minutes. We just got done. Scotty asked what was the one fast food item you would want to bring back. Fucking Big and Tasty is what I want to bring back. The Big and Nasty. Even she knows. <laughs> <laughs> keep all keep all this in. Keep all of this in. <laughs> sure. Anyway, let's, let's finish it up real quick. Uh, number four. Uh, the indie game Cloudpunk has a talking dog named Camus in it. He is a good boy. What is your favorite video game dog? Uh, Red Thirteen's pretty good. Uh, I can't think of one. Best. Oh come on! I, th- there's a dog in uh, Legend of Zelda in one of those games. <laughs> you are the dog. Like uh, in what? In Link. <laughs> Uh, Boney, Shiba Inu. Oh, wow. I might go with that. Dogs in video games. Uh, oh, he's a good boy, too. <laughs> Parappa the Rapper! <laughs> okay. What so, about the dog from Duck Hunt? No, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm just going to list them off because I've been influenced by this article. Rush. Rush is a good boy. Yeah. Um, greater dog in Undertale. He is pretty fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why did you? Okay, I got one if you don't say it. D-Dog in Metal Gear Solid Five. He is the best boy. He's got an eye patch. Okay. Um, Polter Pup from Luigi's Mansion. Okay. And then finally, Shiba Inu from Silent Hill 2. When you realize. True, but you have said all of them the wrong ones. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said. Okay, which one? Which one? Have you forgotten the ever watching Sif? Sif you is dumb a ass. wolf. Which isn't the dog <laughs> canine family. You're right. I don't know. D Dog's pretty good. D Dog's like, pretty good. D Dog's a badass, man. D Dog runs around know. with you. Sif, Sif is good. Sif is the only fight in Dark Souls where I'm like, I don't want to fight you. <laughs> this goes back like, to, uh, what is it? Um, that's a good boy. A Plague's Tale. We're just like, what? Oh, they fuck killed the game. dog? <laughs> they killed the dog in the first three minutes. <laughs> the dog's like in a hole and you're like, oh, you run up to the dog and something just fucking eats the dog. It's sad. It's, it's real sad. I would say Sif or what did I say in the beginning? Uh, what did I say in the beginning? The duck hunt dog. No, no. no. What he's was an my asshole. He fucking laughs at you. Yeah, he he is an asshole. Uh, I said one of the dogs. I was like, that was my choice. But Rush and Sif. I might have to say Sif though. Sif's really good. Yep. And the dog in. Uh... No, never mind. That's a movie. I was like, the dog in I Am Legend. But... <laughs> That's what everyone goes back to, and it's like, oh shit, wait a second, no. Um. Yep. Anyway, last one. Best video game theme song. In before you say Buck Bumble. I did listen to Buck Bumble because he said that, and that shit's still funny. It's not good. It's funny. It's not great, though. Uh, the Final Fantasy theme's really good. I was... So, one of my favorite themes is 
the, the Final Fantasy's got a lot of them. They gave a, they got a lot of good ones. The main one though that goes across all the fucking games. <laughs> Actually, no. So I don't like that one. Um, okay. So the ones that I really really enjoy are uh, Xanarkand from Final Fantasy X. Um, yeah, but we're talking so it's a theme song. Okay, I'm just making sure we're gonna say that because I could say like there's a lot of music that I like, but we need to keep it a theme song. Um, no, if if we're going with theme song, I'm gonna go with uh I think it's like Road to Xanarkin or some shit like that, but it's a theme song to Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man Two. Mega Man 2, which is, I would say the theme song for Mega Man 2 is Dr. Wily Stage 1. Because anytime yes. ever s- someone ever covers a song or the theme of Mega Man 2, it's the that. Well, it plays in, during the menu, so it, it is the theme it's song. It's true, okay. That's right. Uh, there was another one. Uh, oh, the I would say Vampire Killer is Castlevania 1's main theme song. Because... It's just the first level. There isn't a theme song that plays on the title screen. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, like, variants to that. I, I personally would go Bloody Tears. I guess that would be, like, the theme song to Castlevania 2. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Trigger main theme's good, too. Yeah. It's all right. I, I would still go with Xanarkin, uh, Final Fantasy X's theme. Really? You wouldn't go with a Zelda one? No, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong; they're good, but I I learned that song on the guitar. I learned that in the Price of Freedom from Crisis Core, but that I don't think that constitutes um, a theme song. The Halo theme song <laughs> is still really good. So there's a part, there is a part, there's like a ramp up in that song where it still gives me chills when I hear And I'm not a huge Halo fan, mm-hmm. but the music, that that Halo theme's real good. It has a really good score. Uh, No, I'm trying to think of other... I like the F-Zero main theme on the t- uh, title screen. It's not Dream Chaser. I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it's still, it's still good. Uh... Oh, Guilty Banjo Gear X-Zero. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie's theme song is really good too. Like all the music I of Banjo Kazooie is really good. In a while, and I think you still have my copy. So I do still have your copy. So so I won't be looking for that anytime soon. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> That's there's tons of good video game theme songs. Uh, Mega Man X is, is really good. Yep, that plays in the beginning. But well, I can, we could sit here and say all night like, oh, this was good. This was good. But it's like sifting through a vinyl collection and just being like, oh, I like this one, but. Yeah, that's why you bought it. So, <laughs> anyway, that's all we got. That's that it. is it. What have you got coming up? Uh, I kind of did that recap already, which I kind of jumped the gun on that one. I'm going to try and get into more of the streams. I think work's going to be dying down a little bit. Got some of the projects around the house that we need to get working on and get done. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to stream. We got. I won't be streaming Streets of Rage 4. I'm probably going to pick it up, though, because the art style is beautiful. And I would like to play it. I've never really played a Streets of Rage game, but I do like beat 'em ups. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna pick that up, and uh, I'm gonna order Final Fantasy VII. Start playing that, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check my my turn up prices every day on Animal Crossing. <laughs> I moved until I stream again. I've moved the Switch into the bedroom, so now I'm playing that while I'm laying in bed. And I fell asleep with Animal Crossing playing last night, 
and I woke up at 3.30 this morning, and I was like, what the fuck? And Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing just doesn't go, like, turn off. You know, the Switch will, like, turn off after a while? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't do that with Animal Crossing. Because it's got to calculate the stock prices. That's why well, it's on. <laughs> I don't know if it was because it didn't turn off because of that, or if I was actually hitting the controller when I was, like, rolling around and sleeping. Okay. But... It didn't go off, and I had to manually turn it off. I think I think no. my idea was the better one. Yeah, yeah psh, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, what do you got going on? Uh, I'm going to start working on this video, so you and I have to sit down and go over the script and record, and then after that, yep, it is editing. Plus, uh, I'm going to be doing stuff for TikTok. It is an easy way to get quick ideas out of my mind and onto paper. So, I'm doing. I don't want to make a TikTok. I don't have to. Uh, I made that one video for my stream where I turned into Ric Flair, and that was funny. You should do it. So maybe I should. Maybe. I'm already going crazy because of Corona. Yeah. Might as well make a TikTok. Might as well. Vine was cool. I liked Vine when it was around. TikTok's just Vine. Exactly. That's why it's easy. Uh, just don't use your phone. Oh, well, then I can't do it. I forgot you have burner phones. Uh, well, I have burner phone, but you can also use your PC. I have a VP. I have a VPN on my phone though. Gotcha. Use your PC or a burner phone. I just won't get TikTok. So there we go. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> all right, that's all we got. So we will see you guys next week, and hopefully, I've played some new games by then. So talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>